0: You're now tuned in to the show, seatbelts on, I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know. You're now tuned in to the show, seatbelts on, I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a track door to hell, I'ma let them all know. Yeah, we about to make it all spark. Chill, cause it's ain't for the faint of heart. Taiji's the brainiac cause he's hella smart Travis G will tell you how it is from the start Microphone, headphone, keeping it chill Gundy brothers with that at home feel So grab a drink Go and grab a meal and lock your doors, cause it's gonna get real. Talk about sports, bot comedy, and food. Tune in now if you wanna know the news. Gather up your friends, tell your crew, brace yourself, cause we roast you fools. Shout out to Johnny Goose, man, Mr. Rocha Gundy brothers about to take the by no child. Go and tell, ring that bell. You are now entering the trap door to hell. You're now tuned in to the show, seatbelts on, I'ma show you how it go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a trapdoor to hell, I'ma let them all
1: know. You're now tuned Welcome in back to a show. perfectly normal start to episode 121 of Trapdoor to Hell. Yep, no
2: problems at all. No issues uh, th- Maybe one of the whatsoever. smoothest intros we that ever had. That was smooth.
1: I mean, we're doing it smooth right now. Nothing happened before that we had to delete. No, never. Or anything like that. Of course that. not. You know, Travis definitely Travis? didn't yell
2: the N-word or anything like that. Well,
1: definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. I also <laughs> didn't fuck around with his new whole setup, you know. <laughs> Travis didn't our- put the
2: bongos on loop for 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> we actually recorded this. We tried recording this yesterday night. Yeah. but It's yeah, just been bongos. <laughs> it's just been bongos for the past 15 hours.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was a <laughs> One day, Tyler, one day, we'll be big enough... I mean, if you're still here with me, we'll be big enough. I don't know, if you might leave for when another I, podcast. When I pass That on. we can have our own producer, so we can just entertain the people, and I don't have to do
2: every fucking thing. Look at Baby Yoda right there as our producer. He can press the buttons. <laughs>
1: here we go, Baby Yoda. This is not a visual podcast. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet it isn't.
2: Now that Travis knows how to make a webcam out of his phone, <laughs> this thing's really going to take
1: off. I hope so. I sure hope so. Yeah. I'm going to get a futon for right there.
2: You keep saying that. You just keep bringing that up. Casting couch.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I had one that was going to be for...
2: I think the funniest... Facebook th- for free. That's uh, what I'm trying to go I to think the book. best thing you should do is just buy a small, like, you know, two-inch plastic couch and put it right there. Visual oh, gag. There. You- <laughs> <laughs> for our non-visual podcast. It's only funny for me and you.
1: <laughs> First episode. First episode when we go, when we go on YouTube, full yeah, visual. Yes. You know, we'll have... Just Paw Patrol.
2: <laughs> Paw Patrol <couch.
1: laughs> Yes. But we'll just show that, and then we'll just slowly paint. No, we don't have two cameras setups. up. not that fancy. I was going to say, we just switch over to me, and I'm sitting in, like, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones that fold up. They go with the table. Yep, yep. Uh, fancy. Another week. So, real quick, off the top. Um, why did nobody in the group text ask why I tried to FaceTime earlier?
2: Uh, I thought it was an accident. I was on, the, I was on the phone with Haley, so I seen it and I was like, well, I'm not answering this. And I was just kind of like,
1: eh. I was there for four minutes.
2: <laughs> I, th- I honestly thought you accidentally did that because I don't know how to, f- how to do group FaceTimes or anything like that. You just
1: go to the group you're in and then you click on the just top where it's the group name and it says FaceTime okay. right there.
2: I wasn't sure of it. Li- huh, a little
1: voice crack.
2: Yeah, FaceTime right there. FaceTime. Yeah, so I was just like, maybe he did it on accident. And I was just like, eh, I don't care. And then after the phone call about ten minutes later, I was like, I wonder if they're all in there. And they're just waiting on me. So I I went to go try and find a place to where I could join it. There was no place. So I was like, nah, I don't care.
1: So you've never done this, so you don't understand how this works. When you FaceTime a group... It all shows up with everybody's name in little boxes, and it says, waiting, 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 and then it shows you in, in your sitting view. sitting there, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and then I waited so long that nobody answered that the screen just turns black, and you're in this FaceTime group by yourself. By
2: yourself. That uh, it's how bu-
1: embarrassing. It's just black, and how how me in the corner, and I go,
2: you know... Fuck these guys. So what was the reason for this call? Well, I was
1: driving, so I couldn't text. Okay. And I felt like the easiest way, because I don't know how to make a, you know, I'm not going to try and patch everybody in over a group call.
2: (laughs) Patch them in. (laughs)
1: What is that? What is so funny about
2: that? I don't know. I was just thinking of like a, a 90s sitcom where they're all sitting on their beds and they're they're on the phone is like, "Don't worry, I'll patch in, Jessica." Because that's real quick. exactly
1: what you still have to do. Yeah. That operate that's you know what's hilarious is they know how to make FaceTime easy to join in and you can join in on like live feeds on Instagram and yeah. people can accept you in. There's still only one way to, to patch add, in somebody, a phone call. add somebody to a phone call, no. which I don't know how to do. Never, no, could.
2: never figured it out.
1: Um, no, I was going to see what everybody was... What, this is a trapdoor to curveballs and chair shots uh, group, by the way, people listening. we're trying talk to about patch in everybody in. To see what's going on this weekend, it's Labor Day. I think this is the perfect time to do the barbecue slash boxing match, slash swimming match, plus slash basketball match, slash whatever.
2: Um I don't think that's a good weekend. They they got stuff going on, being as cheese is gonna be in Chicago and Dominic has things that he's dealing with that I'm not gonna air out on this podcast, but if you would like to know, I gladly tell you after the podcast. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> They're not there. Yeah.
1: Plain and simple. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, we're Hate just going to wait for that boxing-slash-barbecue-slash-swimming-slash-bike-athlon-slash-push-up lawn slash push up competition slash wrestling match for another time.
2: Yes, yes, all of those things. Yes, yes. for
1: sure, all those things. Um I uh, thinned out the herd on some Funko Pops, and I still have some for sale.
2: Is that what these are up here? Yep. I just thought you were like, I would just want to prominently put these out. Nope,
1: these ones are for sale.
2: What happened to Mysterion? The box is fucked up. No shit. I don't. Oh, you just. When you got it, it got like that? or uh, just... That
1: box wasn't in great shape when I received it. Damn. And then I think uh, in transit, it got messed up even further.
2: Uh, who the fuck is that fourth row over, second down? Four, one, two,
1: fourth one.
2: Fourth row. Fourth. Second... <laughs> who the fuck is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who the fuck is Noop Noop? <laughs> Um, yeah, you got some, an Entertainment Earth, Oscar the Grouch, you got some nice ones for the people out there. This is not a visual, uh, podcast <laughs> I saw, again. I still,
1: basically cheap ones, but some guy who came, drove all the way out here, bought, um, let's see, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot with, oh, sorry, Crash Bandicoot with jetpack. Tiny Tiger, Reptar, Scary Terry, and
2: Exchange for, and Tekken King.
1: Thirty dollars. No oh, okay. That's, uh, I'm
2: only doing cash. No sexual favors.
1: No sexual favors. Sorry. He
2: didn't want Duck Dodgers.
1: No, Duck, Duck, Duck Dodgers is not going for cheap. What I'd if, rather hold on to it.
2: So, for the people out there, for anybody who's listening, why don't you why don't you run through and and give some prices out for these?
1: Uh you can find my listing on OfferUp in the Byron area.
2: All right, there you go. Ron
1: Swanson, Parks and Rec, Mysterion, South Park. Huckleberry Hound. Funko Shop Hollywood exclusive. Yep. Cam Newton Toys R Us exclusive.
2: I don't remember buying Phillip those. Philip
1: Rivers Toys R Us exclusive. Blackfire Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, Teen Titans that is. Teen Titans Raven Toys R Us exclusive. That's a GI. I think we have a buyer.
2: Riley Bergerson. Oscar the
1: Grouch Entertainment Earth Edition. That is an orange Oscar the Grouch. Taz Space Jam. That is the OG Space Jam. Not the new one. Noop, noop.
2: Who the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> from Rick and Morty. I have Glutie from Rick and Morty, which is a Funko Summer Convention exclusive. Duck Dodgers, which is a Glow in the Dark Funko Shop exclusive. And a A-Team van with Mr. T's character. That one is bringing in the big bucks. Alright. That A-Team van? Yep. 130 some places. I'm only selling it for 100.
2: Oh, Wow. Why are you getting rid of it if it's if it's so uh, valuable in the collection? Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, i to got to kind of... Got to thin the herd. Got to thin the herd so Just I can narrow things down. Yeah. yeah. You, mean, you
1: don't know how hard it was for me to put Duck Dodgers even oh, on sh- the post. I'm
2: sure. Well, that's why when I looked at this, when I seen this down here, I was like, these aren't up for sale. Duck Dodgers is up there. And Duck Dodgers wouldn't go up for sale. It's one so of my he, favorites. Remember, we did our this, list of
1: some of our favorites. So it's one of my favorites, but you're it just thinning, doesn't fit into the doesn't fit into the, the, the overall collection.
2: So is it just is it col- all collection or is it just Funko? Because I would, if I were going to start anywhere, I'd start with the Monster Jam trucks. I just don't feel, fucking
1: talk about the. Monster I'm just truck.
2: like some of them are cool, but some of them it's just kind of like.
1: But it doesn't matter because it's not like those are worth anything. Those are only That's what worth I mean. To me. Yeah, sentimental so value. There's no point in selling them.
2: I mean, if you're gonna sell anything, you sell those trophies up there on the top left. Yeah, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> I think I have one of those up there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, yep.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought you were gonna save my fucking street shark hand puppet. Oh, never oh, that. Hell no, never that.
2: <laughs> I would. I'd, I'd have to fist fight you if you decided to put those up for sale.
1: But uh, what's new? You got anything you want to get off your I've been,
2: chest? I've been very happy lately. I left my job at Amazon. Oh,
1: that's right. We we did. That's new news for new everybody. New news for everybody out there. No longer an Amazon employee. No,
2: nope, but I'm going through the works of becoming a mattress firm employee. Have a good night's sleep on us. Fuck those guys. <laughs> they they ain't about it. They ain't about that mattress life.
1: Mattress. So you're gonna be a mattress firm employee. Yes. What is that? What does that uh, entail for you? It's
2: it's a warehouse job, so I'm just you know throwing mattresses uh, maybe around. Maybe one day.
1: day you'll be a mattress salesman. Maybe those guys, those guys, those guys they know the what coolest. They're
2: doing. except for you know, we're
1: gonna get the lowdown on what happens on those mattresses. You know
2: what I'm saying. Yep, oh yeah, oh yeah. You never, you you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) saying? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Before before they go out for sale? Yeah, buddy. That's right.
1: Yeah. You gotta break in those springs. Yeah. They don't just feel like that on the showroom floor for nothing.
2: No, it's just me laying in in there watching five episodes of Sons of Anarchy while eating five bags of chips. That's how that bitch gets broken in.
1: (laughs) Okay, well you mentioned Sons of Anarchy. Are you
2: into that right now or something? Um, Yeah, I'm kind of getting back into it. Rewatching. Okay, cool. That's yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, so that's fun. So it might it might be a little, uh, our, our scheduling, if this job does go through and everything goes out well, it's going to get a little uh, funky out here, because it would be a 12 to 9 p.m. shift. So we might be having some late podcasts.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> really? 12 to 9 p.m.? That's what they had. I know. Oh, my Lord. Things you hate to see.
1: Yeah. That. Of All right. I don't want to talk about it. Um, Real quick, though. I wanted to mention in this part of it, because it doesn't really fit in, but one of the wildest stories has occurred in the sports world, and I'm just going to plug it here. Bishop, what is it? Bishop Ranch. Bishop
2: Bishop. Bishop Sycamore. Sycamore. Yes. High school. High school. Quote unquote high school. So do
1: you know... About all all of what's happened. with I've Bishop been Ridge.
2: seeing a lot of it.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna just go through and run through the story, and Ty, you interject whenever you can. This is I think this is just wild, and the listeners need to hear about this. Yeah. If they if have they haven't already. already. Yes. Bishop Sycamore played a Sunday game against um, e what's the name of the team? I, I don't know who they play. I M B I M T something like that. But it Whatever. was
2: showcased on ESPN.
1: It was on ESPN. This other school that they played against. IMG Academy, that's it, is the premier high school in all of the United States. It's basically a college. They recruit players, and they have the best team. It's hard for them to find people to play because they're so much better than everybody that they hurt players. Because, I mean, it's like putting a, you know, a professional, like, even the worst... it's like putting Alabama against the JUCO of all JUCOs. Yeah. Like not a not in a good sense, like a bad JUCO. Yeah. Like Chabot. Yeah. Just, sure. Just throw Chabot out. That's there. That's perfect. Fuck it. I mean, for the people who know, that's whatever. Yeah. Tom Hanks went
2: there. Tom Hanks went there. Definitely <laughs> played football. Um,
1: so they played, and after seeing this team, ESPN broadcasters noticed that this was uh not really a real team the players that they had the that the rosters were given to them not on the field yeah. they had people with numbers out there they had no roster names for all kinds of weird things so people started to dig into this um the head coach Roy Johnson right goat supposed supposedly has warrants out for his arrest 100% in in multiple counties or something of that sort uh the team This Bishop Sycamore team is not sanctioned. They they claim to be from Ohio. Yeah. Uh, they are not sanctioned by any school district in Hawaii in Ohio. They are out of a um Catholic or a a Christian some church school district in Texas, which I forget what other teams play for there. They have other teams out of state. Yeah. But you know, mostly closer teams, not. Bishop, that's all the way in Ohio. Yeah. Um, that's
2: a little bit of ways away. So,
1: so red flag number one. Red flag number two, once they start digging into it more and more, is that the head... Where they get their mail sent to is a library that no longer exists. Yep. And it's where they said they hold classes. And then where they say their athletic department is at a public gym. Where I guess they train and practice. Um... They, I've seen
2: footage of them like practicing outside of parks and yeah. just, just public parks and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I've
1: seen videos of some of these players. So, so some of the reports are basically saying like these kids are older than high school, some even in their 20s and stuff like that. Yep. I've seen reports that at one time the youngest kid on the team was 19 and I've seen a video of a man who looked to be 35 to 40. <laughs> yep. uh, so, and let's
2: not forget, they got blown out of the water. They yeah. lost like 53 to nothing. They got their shit wrecked.
1: And it doesn't get any better. No. You would think, okay, well, this team got away with one scam. This is the only scam they got away with. You know, whatever. No. This is the second year they've been... They played under the name Bishop Sycamore. Mm -hmm. I'll get into the rest of that later. The second year. They played IMG Academy last season, where the same thing happened. They also played... Friday night before they played Sunday on ESPN which by you know most standards of you can't um, do in of max preps Max whatever yeah the high school that you can't do that but they played all season last season they played this season now that they're getting huge huge uh reports uh the head coach was fired
2: yes by by the, by by the superintendent whoever that is the defensive line coach Really? Yes. I did not know that. Thank yes. you. De- i seen that today. The defensive the line coach the defensive line is the coach superintendent. Is the superintendent, yes. Who fired the head coach. Who fired coach. the head Roy coach. Johnson. Who <laughs> has warrants out for us around.
1: Okay. Well, that's another twist that I had to know about. I, I thought that I thought that was just like some nameless dude.
2: <laughs> no. I think it makes it even funnier that it's, it's the defensive line it coach. It is
1: so much more funnier. So much more funnier. Okay.
2: Okay. So
1: this story is not over. This
2: is no, insane. it keeps insane. going. This is insane. and this this all came out like two days ago, and it just the, there's the probably going to be keeps more growing and growing. It, it's probably just going to keep going. Oh, it will for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, every day there's so much more. I li- like I just learned that today, yeah. and I didn't see it. Like there's so much more going into this. Um, also, so now that that report, I think I've got over the basis of what this of, team is. Yes, right? Yes. Yes. Now that people are coming out and saying all this stuff, and there's been videos of during ESPN players switching helmets, switching jerseys. jerseys yeah, I mean players playing offense and defense, multiple different positions. Superware players are coming back from past years, last year, and including back to when they were under a different name. Do you hmm. remember the name what they were? It was like S- Faith of Christians Academy or something like that. I th- I think. I think it was like Christians of Faith or something of that sort. Super weird, super definitely fake name again.
2: Christians of Faith Academy. Christians
1: of Faith Academy. I did nail it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um Players are coming back for coming under uh, saying that they played for them back then, and it was the same thing. There's no, there's no classes. Some of these kids were 21 years old. They didn't make it into JUCO, so they went this route to try and at least show off some more skills playing some high school games. Um, I forgot about the ESPN people who did va- Venom. Whatever, I'll get back into it. Um, and that they they were told at one point that they would be on like a Last Chance You kind of thing. Uh, to, the, and to, to make them join the team, they ended up staying in hotels. Players coming out saying that they like, couldn't stay in hotels, that some people had to sleep in bu- in the buses yep. because the rooms weren't paid for, because this is not a real school, they don't have any real money, um, that uh, parents of some of these kids who were maybe 18 or whatever, like, forced to shell out thousands of dollars for the whole school, or the whole football program to stay in hotels so they could stay. Players who you know, were obviously older robbing Walgreens and Walmarts during these stays in different uh, states because they didn't have any food to eat while they were on the road. In fucking sanity. Revert back and (laughs) That, one, on, I'm reading up. right
2: here, one player joined the team immediately after being released from jail. Yeah.
1: Christian of <laughs> Faith ended up, you know, having to close uh whatever they were doing illegally mm-hmm. and then rename because obviously it's not real. Yeah. Back to the ESPN thing. ESPN claims it's not any of their fault because they go out of their um they do not book these talents. There's an outsourced company that's supposed to look up who these players are and vet the teams and stuff like that. But because, quote-unquote, high school football teams are hard to vet their, like, I guess their players or anything to see if they're real, they just skipped over it and let them go on national TV. Now, this is the biggest scam. I don't know if they ever actually make any money or what this does for any of that, but it happens. So, what are some of your thoughts on it?
2: I mean, first off, I don't know why, like... People would come at ESPN for it. It's an accident. It's a thing. Shit happens. What a fucking, what a fucking shit show. (laughs) Oh, like, I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about it because overall, I don't really give a shit. I'm not big in the high school football. I'm not college football. I watch the NFL. That's about it. So I really don't give a shit that they broadcasted these guys. If anything, it makes it more enjoyable for me because now we're seeing all this and I can look back and laugh about how stupid all this shit is. This
1: is absolutely insane. Yeah. I, I think it's a hilarious thing that is being talked about right now. And I just could not go throughout this podcast without without having I mean,
2: that. Yeah, it has to be touched upon because this will probably go down as one of the the wildest stories of recent memory.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Cause the the amount of like the amount that had to go in for for Bishop what is it, Bishop uh Sycamore? Bishop Sycamore to get to this point is just insane. Ima- imagine if somebody like and really they, show
1: As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, <laughs> it will be a home run.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta clip that, so I gotta leave that up. Yep.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna fill this soundboard up. That's for sure. How
2: many buttons does that soundboard have? Four. So I'm gonna take. So I'm we got take bongos. The, well, I'm
1: gonna take the intro sounds off and just edit that post. Okay. Post mostly. Yeah.
2: Post monstrously. Yeah, because that would be a good one to and have. And then have
1: that one on here. Yeah. We then have I'll have bongos dad. Bongos. And we'll just keep. We'll just keep growing. Yeah. It. The more. Funny There's things four things that buttons show up. here, so we can. And then swap we could out. always
2: we could like you just said we could always swap shit out too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just just a wild, 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 wild west out there.
1: Yeah, no, great times. Uh, yeah, but without, I think without further ado, I think we should just roll into it.
2: Yep, let's get into some. I did some baseball uh, oh. for baseball. Can
1: you? Is there a way you can pull up the current uh, playoff picture right now?
2: Um, I think somebody just posted it. So let that me let me great. find it on. I think it was MLB who posted it. Yeah, no problem. Um, because that's one of the things I was
1: uh. Well, one thing, I was looking in the news um, for most of the other, you know, we usually do our thing. We run it, you know, by each division and stuff. And, like, as usual, there's not a ton to fucking talk about. So I felt like this would be a good time as any to uh, do a check-in on the playoff standings and see uh, if we think anybody's going to fall short or continue on. What do you think about that?
2: All right. Sounds good. All right. So do you want me to go by the standings here you want let's to talk
1: all- let's talk about the standings first and then we'll do that uh we'll do that after once we run through all these
3: guys
2: All right in the east, the Tampa Bay Rays staying hot winners of uh nine of their last 10, 84 and 49 top that division the Yankees at 77 and 56 uh seven back of the Rays but holders of the first wild card spot. The Red Sox at 76 and 59 are nine back of the Rays and hold the second wild card spot at the moment. The Blue Jays are 70 and 62, 13 and a half back of the Rays, and four and a half back of the Red Sox. Baltimore at 41 and 91 have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. But,
1: but, if you're on Twitter, you've seen the Baltimore Orioles beat the best player of all time. Beat them.
2: Hey, they did. That was I mean, one
1: of the. There's. there's Single times where I see something on social media, and I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more, and you can notice it if you're really paying attention. But when like these online brands just get it wrong, like I what well, well, what? What do Chick-fil-A, you mean get it wrong? I
2: loved it. I'm all I'm all for it. That shit's that shit cracks me up. When bad franchises find sorry find something to. To boast about, I think it's fucking hysterical.
1: But like, so for example, like when Chick Fil A goes online and like tries to trash talk people about their chicken sandwiches, and then just gets fucking bodied, or Slim Jim does something like, I mean, I get, I get that they're trying to celebrate something, but it's really bad timing for the Orioles. They're a bad team.
2: They're a really bad. Team. I mean,
1: I guess if they're in on the joke, which is, it's hard to tell right now, because I, I, I would, I would gather to think that the social media team over there is thinking like oh this will be ironic and funny see that's yeah but that's that's how we take it sometimes i just have to I, think that they don't get it
2: there are times and and usually uh, i'm i'm usually able to tell when they're being ironic and when they're not so I like with Baltimore's I could I'm pretty sure they were being ironic with it but I, I was know I know, sure what, too, but. I know what you mean though cuz yeah. there are there are times like you said with with like drink companies or, or like you said like with a slim jim or something like that and and they put something out there and they just get bodied it's yeah. like oh yeah 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 they were not being ironic they just they didn't know what the fuck they were doing Yep Um was there anything else you wanted to speak on for this AL East?
1: Uh, no, The I mean, the Rays <clears> like really pulled away here, just got a lot of separation. Would they win, like, five or six straight? Was Something it, like that. Yeah, they ended up winning, like, five or six straight before yesterday or today. I forget what the exact number was. Let's see
2: I can go back. Oh, nine in a row. Nine in a row. They went well, nine yeah. nine in a row there. Yeah, last ten, nine and one. Yep, yep
1: I see that right there. Uh, and then the rest of the division right there is kind of just keeping besides Baltimore they're kind of keeping pace with I mean trying to keep up with a team that that's hot yeah the Yankees ended up you know they were doing what they had third last week we talked about them having 12 10 uh third they got up, they got up to 13 they got up to 13 against yeah. the A's yeah midway through that split four game series that I said was the one to watch but um yeah, so I, I, they're doing their best. It's just, you know, when a team gets hot, and it's just insane to see what bo- how Boston has truly dropped. Yeah. I haven't heard about Chris Sale, what he's doing over there, so I really, you know.
2: They're, they're not really working him too much due to not wanting to overload him, so he's doing five, six innings. He's, he, Somebody he needs to
1: write an article about that, though. It's insane. Is, I, try, he, I try and see what's going on with him, and there's just nothing.
2: Last I seen he, he he had an immaculate inning, um his last outing, so that was nice to see. Nine pitches. Yep, nine pitches, three strikeouts. Cool. Just beautiful, beautiful work. Uh shout out to Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh first pitcher in MLB history to go or he has the most K's to a thousand innings, uh one thousand two hundred and forty one strikeouts. Cool. Good for him, man. 1, Congratulations. Innings. Yep. Um. And then into the central we go, where we have the White Sox at seventy eight and fifty six, holding that division firm. The Cleveland Indians at sixty five and sixty four, ten and a half back of them. Uh, Detroit at sixty three and 71, 15 back of the White Sox. Kansas City at fifty nine and seventy two, and then Minnesota at fifty eight and seventy. So this is
1: one of the divisions why I wanted to talk about the other shit because there's not really anything here. <clears throat> no, there's like nothing. last week, the only thing we had to talk about was. Miguel Cabrera's 500 home run. So now we have
2: nothing. Yep. True. Uh, Into the AL West, we have the Astros at 78 and 55, top that division. The A's at 73 and 60, five back of the Astros, two back of the Red Sox for that second wild card. The Mariners at 72 and 62, six and a half back of Houston, and three and a half back of the Red Sox. The Angels at 66 and 68, 12 and a half back, and the Texas Rangers at 47 and 86.
1: So I want to ask because you get to watch, you just have more time and you know, you Consuming have the ability the to game. watch more A's games than I can. Yeah. I have been noticing through like just kind of off glances and trying to watch as much as possible that the A's bullpen is just oh, atrocious. Atrocious at giving up. I mean, they literally just gave up the game to the Tigers. To so
2: the Detroit Tigers.
1: Um when they were leading through 7 innings.
2: Yeah. It's been uh, bad. It's been a bad showing for What them. is
1: the issue that you're saying?
2: I well I think starters are getting pulled too early. I think they need to start going a little deeper into ball games. I, I So the
1: bullpen's overworked?
2: Our bullpen is getting I think it's getting overworked, but at the same time who we are going to hasn't been the best either. We've seen time after time, Jake Diekman has been just getting absolutely lit up. Lou Trevino has been getting lit up. Um, some There was another guy that I just can't think of.
1: I've been seeing a Romo, lot
2: of- Romo started to to really hit a slump. He started off real hot, but but as of late, he's been getting banged around. Well,
1: that's that's Romo. That's Ro- Yeah, yeah, if exactly. The slider's flat. The slider's flat. Exactly. You don't have it in your back pocket. And once he
2: loses that, con- we've seen what happens once he loses that confidence in it. It it really you goes have, downhill. You
1: have that's one of those pitches. I mean, besides what I would say, probably a twelve-six curveball. Like if you don't have. The I can throw this pitch where I want to throw this pitch, or this pitch is un- unhittable right now. It is super hard to throw that into a at bat and not leave it over the middle. Yeah, because you're thinking about aiming it. You have to have that fucking. You gotta have the throw confidence. Yeah, because that if you're if you're trying to aim it, your spin rate goes down, your movement goes down, which ends up in more hits, which ends up in your confidence going back down again. Yeah, I've seen more AJ Puck in the, out of the bullpen. I mean, I, I understand I don't know whatever happened to him being a starting prospect. I guess he just I think didn't it work was, out in the starting role. I think
2: it was injury injuries were were getting to him and they just didn't want to overwork his arm.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he he's I've been seeing him more, which is like, "Oh, huh, okay, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just... it,
2: We're going back to the well too much. There was a span there where it was every game it would be our starters go five or six, and then it was like, all right, we're going to go to Deakman, we're going to go to Romo, we're going to go to Trevino. And, uh, those, and that's it. We have such versatility down there. We're not, we're not changing anything up. And, the, and those guys
1: are getting those overworked. Those guys are getting
2: so. overworked. Okay, and right. not, not only are they getting overworked, but they're also struggling with location,
1: uh, too. What about the approach on the mound? Because that's one of the <laughs> things that I... If you can't stay fresh and ahead of the hitters, and I mean, it's one of those things that you see a lot out of closers, uh, the lifespan of good closers, right? Yeah. Andrew Bailey's of the world. You know, The I mean, Craig Kimbrell was on top of his game for a long yeah. time, but now he's the second man in Chicago. I mean, the list, if you look mm-hmm. it up, goes on and on of closers yeah. who didn't last very long because they have one or two breakout years, and once the league starts getting that book on you. I know we use that phrase mostly for NFL stuff. Mm-hmm. But what, But once they start figuring out your pitching tendencies and what do you have and they start guessing you correctly, if you don't have the ability to switch speeds and move locations and, and dot your I's and cross your T's, you end up out of the league fast. So I'm worried that the A's bullpen is uh, not progressing and trying to stay ahead of the hitters
2: no they're not and we're seeing a lot of the same stuff deakman deakman a big lengthy lefty is just trying to trying to uh jam you inside all day and and hitters aren't falling for it are
1: they just stepping out and yeah hands in yeah
2: or they're or they're take they're taking the picture because his his accuracy has been completely gone to shit so they're taking those pitches and they're forcing him to Leave try some
1: and go over the middle we'll
2: try and go over the middle and so. that's when it that's when he gets um that's when he gets hammered and then like we like we talked about with Romo he's relying on that slider that just doesn't have it right now Trevino still thinks that throwing 95 miles an hour is gonna get him past anything when that's fucking league average now
3: mm-hmm. so
2: he's trying to blow past guys and he's just not doing it yeah we're just we, it's' I, I, when they brought in Chafin, I went to the game on Sunday, and they brought in Chafin to close that out. I, I couldn't help but think to myself, why hasn't this been the plan ever since he got brought into the into the organization? He has a 1.6 ERA. Uh, I mean,
1: this also goes to what we were talking about last week with Marte. Yeah. And that the fact that for once in the A's uh, recent history... They brought in guys during the trade deadline yep. that have actually turned out more, like, su- extremely successful for them. Chafin's yep. pitching great. Chafin's Josh good. Harrison's doing Josh well. Harrison,
2: now that they've moved him to the leadoff spot, has been phenomenal and
1: starlin Marte is still hitting over 300 yep like that and these
2: Jan, guys, Jan gomes may not look good in Jan
1: the gomes is it's coming very clutch in a lot he's of he's come spots. In
2: clutch and I like the I like the approach he's he's come in with uh with pitch calling behind the dish I mean he's I starting think he's, to get guys like like we were just talking about you know progressing in the MLB and not just relying on the same old shit and getting hit around Jan gomes is trying to get our pitchers to change up their routines to where they're not gonna get figured out. I think and we, it's
1: a great thing to have him in front of Sean Murphy. Yeah,
2: and it, and it's been great with we've Even seen if
1: Sean Murphy starts more. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, absolutely. He's he's a. I keep hearing them talk about on when I listen on the radios and stuff like that about his work. Jan Gomes' work ethic and how how serious he takes the study of the game and shit like that. And it's been great. That's and, one of
1: those guys where you go future manager.
2: Oh, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Hundred percent. So they they have the pieces. Hopefully, I really thought taking two of the two from the Yankees and then the start of the uh, start of the Detroit series of um, really beating up on them in that first game. It was gonna jumpstart something. Now that fucking blowing that lead today, it's it's scary.
1: Yeah, no, for they sure. They
2: did call up K. What's your thoughts on them calling up KD, KD Got called up today. I right, to preface. <sighs> Six, six or seven games in a row down in AAA with a home run, he's hitting over like three something down there. He's he's looking very good in AAA.
1: Man, this is it's it's a really tough thing, you know, because it's one of those things. Look, statistic me and in, in in baseball thought, you know, normal baseball thought me goes, look, man, this guy's not good. Yeah. There's a reason we let him go. There's a reason he got let go by the Rangers. There's a reason he signed a minor league contract. Yeah. He doesn't have it anymore. Unfortunately, when he hurt his hip, he really messed up his swing because he was trying to labor that thing for so long. He created some sort of bad habit that he hasn't been able to get out of. And honestly, do we think at his age he's going to be able to get out of it? Now, on the other side of the the token... He did love playing with the A's. Yep, it was. It was. You know, he talked about extensively how he never wanted to leave. He enjoyed the ball club. He had his best seasons here with the A's. Yep, and you you know, you want to believe that bringing him back in in a in a playoff run after being down and out has that kind of um, like. Loser, What am I trying to say? Underdog mentality yes. that brings that out. and Plus him being back with the A's will give a little baseball love, baseball mojo to that. We all love the sport because this stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. So like the over overwhelming feeling inside of me is that he can do that. He will do that because that is why we love the fucking game. But I just cannot for the life of me like say that with utter certainty because there's that other side of me that goes you know how this goes Travis you know how this goes I th-
2: I think they're in a situation to where you bring them up and you let them play and if it doesn't work out wipe your hands with it and it's like all right we gave it an attempt but if it does work out the the upside it's a it's a very low floor but a very high ceiling because well, that upside you're only to bringing KD him is is in to great. do
1: you're only bringing them in to do one thing yeah he's and gonna it yeah, whether that's uh, a DH or a pinch hitter. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think, and this is, here's you another here's a, another. A I don't think at this line. side he at this time he deserves to be a DH for any game. I think he just sickly sit your ass on the bench. If we need a pinch hitter, you come in and hit. But then I'm thinking about it like, come on, dude, you're not even giving him a chance to go yeah. see some pitches out there. Yeah. So fuck me. I don't know. This is such a
2: this Such is why a, we don't get paid to be a manager. This is why.
1: Well, yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess if, yeah, because if I were the man, the manager doesn't make the decision to bring them up.
2: No, but the manager sets the lineup and, and yeah, chooses how well, to utilize no, because them.
1: Because in my head I was going, I never would have brought him brought up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: all right, going on to the NL East, we have the Braves at 70 and 61. Oh, RIP the MVP.
1: Angels, Chance. They suck, sorry.
2: Yeah. Best player in baseball, though.
1: I gave it a shot. Ideally, it should have. It was good.
2: I mean, Mike Trout going out at the end of May and not coming back for the rest of the season. It didn't
1: matter. That pitching is atrocious. Well, the pitching's
2: bad, but that you know, him and Rendon, those are big impact players that can change a lot of things.
1: Pujols, number two. (laughs)
2: yeah it's looking like it Mm -hmm. um all right like i was saying in the east the atlanta braves at 70 and 61 uh holding that number one spot in the division but slowly creeping up behind them is the philadelphia phillies winners of five in a row 68 and 64 two and a half back of the braves and only two and a half back of the second wild card spot the Mets at 65 and 67, five and a half back of the Braves and five and a half back of the wild card spot. Boo. The Nats at 55 and 76 are 15 back, and the Marlins at 55 and 78 are 16 back.
1: So it's great to see the Phillies play hot and get back into this. Bryce also, Harper
2: climbing up the ranks in NL MVP mm, votes. I mean,
1: if it comes season at the end of the day,
2: He'd be a runner.
1: I, I, I would. He would probably have my vote. Yeah. But um, the Mets too. The Mets playing good right now. And winners of the last three. Yeah, winners of the last three. And that's what the I think the main storyline coming out of this this um, this division is. And as Tyler alluded to it with the boo during the um, during the talk about the Mets originally during the playoffs stand or the the standings <laughs> talk. So. It's mainly Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor leading this, correct? Yes,
2: they are. I think a- they are literally the only ones doing it.
1: I, I I heard I heard one report say and other players. Oh, okay, so maybe
2: possibly possibly.
1: So they have started basically, and uh, you know, for all all real baseball fans know, you know, when teams are doing hot, when they're doing good, or they want to get things rolling, they usually. Create some kind of mojo thing. You'll see it. Somebody hits a double. They do it. What was the famous one for the Rangers? The Claw and oh, Antlers. The Claw and Antlers. Yeah, that was some. The A's
2: have been doing Ride the Wave. Ride this the Wave. Year.
1: I mean, they're, they're cool hand signals you God, can shoot for your about players. Claw and Antlers. That was Dude. so
2: fucking cool.
1: BLB Claw and Antlers. That was
2: the coolest shit. Uh, doing that as a kid, I was like, ah, oh, fucking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so, that good stuff.
1: Um. Because the Mets have been playing poorly, Francisco Lindor not been playing good, and he signed to a big contract. Javi Baez came over traded the team, for him. Yeah. traded for him for basically a rental, I think. Not playing good at all, um, gets injured, and then swings at like, change-ups that are 15 feet in front of him. <laughs> I mean, just absurd shit. So, I mean, the Mets fans boo him.
2: Now, what you see in baseball quite often when those yeah, guys are, are are supposed to be performing well and don't, yeah. they get booed.
1: Yeah, me, I'll run through this and then we'll yep, give yep, our thoughts yep, about yep, it. Yep. Um, the players now, Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez, like I said, are leading a team of. They're putting thumbs down when they do something good, and they're booing. Then mm-hmm. they're basically, and you know, it wasn't confirmed anything until Javi Baez said in a post game conference that it is directed at the fans. And that they feel slighted that the fans can't give them the benefit of the doubt and need to boo them every time they do something bad. So when they do something good now, they're gonna boo the fans. Yes. Day goes by. The uh, part of not the ownership, but the I think the um, I think like the the president of the ball club or or somebody of that sort, because it wasn't the Dave Dave Gettle guy, Dave Gettleman. Is that who owns the team? Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen. It wasn't Steve Cohen. It was somebody else. I think President of Baseball Operations over there or or the general manager. I can't remember exactly. Came out and put out a thing saying that they do not endorse that that the players are booing the fans. The fans have every right to boo and that the players do not and need to respect and blah, 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 blah. They don't stand with their players. This has created a stir because, you know... The players and the fans obviously had their thing, and that's what started this. And now the fans online are going after the Mets organization for not having their players' backs. So it's a wild clusterfuck that could only happen with the New York Mets. Yes. I want to get your thoughts about the entire situation. All
2: right. So, fans have every right to boo a player that is playing like shit. That it should be performing well, they keep putting them out there, and they perform like shit.
1: Quick note. Boo! Not verbally assault or assault. No, 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 never that. No,
2: no, never that. Never (laughs) let it go physical. uh, Remember, people, this is also just a game.
1: Yeah, Nick Marquez, you fucking you fucking
2: pussy. Um. At the same token, players have every right. To boo us back if they fucking want to. Uh,
1: I think it's. I think it was really awesome that they. Took, I think it's
2: fucking hysterical. They
1: took that what the fans were doing to them, and they turned it into something good. And if you're, and it's made them play really hot.
2: Ex- I was gonna say that, and and as fucked up as some people may find it, it's turning your team around. Yeah. Your team is is coming together to basically say fuck you guys, yeah. and you should be happy for that. If any, Dude. if there's any fan base who I would think would be like. I respect it. I would think it'd be the Mets,
1: and they, and they do because they went after the Mets. They ownership. went after the
2: ownership for for going against their players. That's my, that's players my idea.
1: Is that only in New York with the Mets that that booing the booing the because you know you hear all the time from people who aren't like huge sports fans. They're you know knowledgeable or whatever. They're like, why are you booing? Why are you yelling? I mean, how many times do we have to hear? Why are you yelling at the players on the TV? I mean, I get upset. (laughs)
2: Sorry, sorry, I drafted Joe Mixon in two fucking leagues, and he only has you know thirty yards in the fourth quarter. My bad. Shit. Save it for save it for points and dogs. Sorry, sorry, getting upset already. (laughs) I have to mentally prepare myself for that. You know,
1: or or, you know, I mean, when when I was at the Wild Card game last year. Sitting there bitching and complaining about what they're doing, what the A's are doing, because Sean is starting, and two fucking casual fans, fucking bitches, two fucking drunk sluts, are fucking yelling at me that I need to shut up, even though everything I'm saying is completely happening on the field. Yeah. Like I need to be able to express to them what I've, and the, the only time it's working is right now. The Mets have actually turned the- their fans' booze and made them play better. <laughs> yeah. Be, you know, however they did that, if that's by booing back when they do something good and that's thriving them, fucking
2: good on them. all. Yeah. I fucking it, love it. Be happy that your team is playing well. I
1: think it's an absurd thing what the ownerships are doing. They yeah. need to defend their players. Or, you know, they can come out and say, you know, I mean, how hard is it to say they're so afraid of losing fan money? And it's ridiculous that these billionaires are doing it because we're stupid fans and we'll do it, we'll show up anyways. Yeah, we will show up anyways. It does
2: not matter. Uh, did you see today about the Mets GM? No. Zach Scott no. arrested for drunk for drunk driving. So they're just they're just falling apart. <laughs> they're fucking falling apart. And you know there's been a whole thing because he was in Connecticut at the home of the owner Steve Cohen's house. That's where he was driving home drunk from, and people are coming after Steve Cohen. It's like. I, I get it, but at the same time, you gotta be mad at Zach Scott, the GI. Johnny
1: David. Yeah. <laughs> was Johnny David at this
2: party? <laughs> he probably was, honestly.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> you gotta be mad at Zach Scott for fucking deciding to drive home drunk like a fucking moron. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just. They got a whole, the ca- the They California got a lot Highway of-
1: Safety Patrol is. Is urging you to not drive on this, drink and drive on this Labor oh, wait, We don't do ads. Yeah, we're they, not famous yet.
2: Not yet, not yet. Someone maybe soon. Maybe ad. soon. Give us an ad. Give us an ad. I'll read the fuck out of an ad. Yeah, so that's. I'll read that the, ad so hard. That that Mets team is just—they are all over the place.
1: Great, but yeah, no. Glad that glad they're back. I I I love that shit. So. Yeah.
2: All right, in the Central we have the Brewers at eighty-one and fifty-two, holders of the division. The Cincinnati Reds at 72 and 63. 10 back of the Brewers, but have that second wild card spot. The Cardinals at 68 and 64. 12 and a half back of the Brewers, but two and a half back of the Reds. And they are in a series right now. Um, the Cubs at 59 and 75. And the Pirates at 48 and 85. Eliminated from the playoffs for the Pirates. Yeah.
1: Uh, R.A.P. Pirates. This, again not much I'm, I'm glad that the um Reds are in the wild card but we talked about that last week there's nothing really changing yeah True. I mean the Cardinals the Cardinals, Cardinals are making right there, a push so it would be interesting to see but Cardinals
2: making a push so look out for them but the Reds did or they just finished a series against the the, the Cardinals so mm-hmm. um we'll see it'll be interesting it, it's interesting to see the cards kind of turning around here And look to fight for a playoff spot. Um, In the West, the Giants, 84 and 48, um, holders of the division for now. The Dodgers at 84 and 49, only a half game back, and those two are both playing at the moment. I don't have the scores, but uh, the Dodgers hold the second or the first wild card spot. Not
1: only are they both playing right now. Yep. But they play in the series to watch this weekend we against go. each other.
2: There we go. I
1: mean, there was no as soon as no I that, or butts. Of, there's yeah. no other team you could question. You're watching that series this weekend. It is directly impacting playoff baseball.
2: Yep. Uh, the Padres at 71 and 63, fallen 14 back of the Giants, but only a half game out of the wild card. And then the Colorado Rockies at 61 and 72, and the Diamondbacks at 45 and 90. Yep. Let's do let's do the playoffs then. All right, let me pull this back up on Instagram. Thank you. All right, so if the postseason started today, we would have Yankees and Boston in Boston and the wild card. Yep. We'd have Tampa Bay facing the winner of that wild card game, and we'd have Houston playing uh, playing against the White Sox. Okay. And the American League. Okay. And the National. You just League. run through it all, yeah. And the National League, we'd have. At the moment, the Dodgers facing the Reds. Mm -hmm. Winner of that would play the Giants. And then we have the Braves and the Brewers playing in the other division series.
1: Okay. First question I want to talk about. um, what, What teams do you see staying in their position as of now? I think the White Sox the have White that Sox locked are up. Locked easily. I think the Astros have that locked up and I think um I I think the um and I think the Rays have that locked up.
2: So you think the 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 leaders of the division bam. Yeah. That's what I, at. I,
1: I at this point I think the leaders of the division the AL are the only ones who I can see staying where they're at. Who I, who I think will stay where they're at. I most I for think, sure the Astros and the White Sox, the see, Rays. I mean, it could if they go into a real deep slump here, they could. But I think they will continue to play good baseball.
2: See, uh, I'm I'm with you, except for I think I'd flop the Astros with the Rays. I think the you Rays, think the A's are going to come back. And I'd like to th- I like to, I only five back, and even if it's not the A's, Seattle's starting to come around. Mm. Seattle's starting to come around, and Houston's been real streaky lately. They, they've won a lot, but they've also, when they lose, they lose big, and they've lost two in a row so far. So they, they could be looking at a downhill slide, and they're going into San Diego this weekend. And okay. San Diego's looking for a wild card spot. Um, On the National League side...
1: I included National League side on mine.
2: Oh, you think it... I think the Brewers are locked. I'm not... I think the Brewers are locked. See,
1: I'm not even confident in that.
2: You think, you think Cincinnati can... Can erase a ten game deficit. Oh, that, that's right. It's, 10 it's a game. ten game. That it's they have such a divide there that I think it's just too big to. Overcome. You know what?
1: I'll agree with you. The, I think Milwaukee's the only team out of the NL that will stay. Yeah. I like. Sorry, Giants fans, and I and it sucks to keep saying this, but I
2: don't think they win the division. I, I don't think they win I the division. I think they get into the playoffs. They still stay in the playoffs 100%. for sure. They're playing
1: too good of. The problem is, is that the Dodgers are playing too good of the Dodgers are starting to heat right up now. right at the they right time. They know when it, they know when they need to, and they've yes. added even more and more guys over there. And unfortunately, the Giants, I just don't think can keep up.
2: Yeah, um,
1: yeah, and I, I mean, I don't. I'm believing in Philadelphia now.
2: Yeah, I think phil I think Philly turns it around right here and, and really really kicks it into high gear. To take the, that the and division. the Mets
1: at Atlanta are a complete.
2: They're they're toss up yeah they're lo- they're starting to, to lose it Cincinnati San Diego who gets in if though if if we're putting it down to those two I'm gonna I'm just gonna automatically eliminate the Cardinals even though they're only two and a half back Cincinnati San Diego
1: I think I think Cincinnati holds on because I think what what will be the fall of San Diego is another key injury. And yeah. I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, whether that's Tatis knock coming wood, out again. Want, not, knock on because we not Knock on the side over there. Knock on your
2: table. No, no knock That's on not the, wood. Just pretend it is. That's, but uh, I'm trying to really not jinx it. Well, em. then knock on your penis. Ah, oh, damn, didn't think about that. Fuck.
3: Fuck. Oh, Fuck, Jesus. my bad, my bad. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, I, I just... Fernando Tatis has not been able to stay healthy. They've been moving him around. Now he's in the outfield. He's still playing hard. These guys are going to continue to play hard. It just seems like something's going to break yeah. before before it bends. You know. Yeah. And uh, the the Reds are playing good baseball, and it seems to be more that they are they are playing wiser, smarter. Like the Padres are just all all out. Yeah, there is that difference.
2: It's it's the energy, you know, Cincinnati has fought back f- to get to the point that they're at whereas San Diego has been on a slide. They had that second wild card and were really in contention to take the first wild card from the Dodgers and they've been on such a slide that that's that hurts the morale for a team.
1: Panic makes men do strange things. Exactly. Exactly. So That's um, what I'm afraid of.
2: I'm I'm with you on, on the Reds being the ones that get in. Um do you think I seen this? Somebody somebody was talking about this. I don't remember exactly who. That might have been starting nine, if if that does happen and Cincinnati upsets the Dodgers. No. Oh. And do you think they change the rules? Do you think they make it permanently a three game series? Because the world would fucking lose their minds if 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 but Cincinnati I... upsets and beats the Dodgers. I sure hope not. I, yeah. But the way Rob Manfred... Not, is it Rob Manfred? It is.
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs> I almost said the. I you was, were thinking Bud Sealy. I was thinking Bud Sealy. But the way Rob Manfred runs the league...
1: That's the only reason I would say yes.
2: That would be... Exactly. Yeah. He would be the type of person who would absolutely go in and be like, Hey, we can't have this happen again. Because the Dodgers are out, we need to make this a three game series. I, yeah, not on the spot. Obviously, they're not gonna be I like, hey, it, wait, wait, wait a second, let's go back. I think know?
1: it's just because, like we've talked about multiple times, MLB does not know what's good for their business and what's not. No. Honestly, three game series I think is a little more fair to see who's gonna move on because all the other games are series. Yeah. But you want to put fucking headlines? That you want to put yeah. your name in the fucking books?
2: Yeah. It's a great marketing. Screen. You make
1: them do that one game, it's and whoever great. fucking wins moves on. I don't yeah. care what the next series is. No, that is appointment television for anybody watching. Anything can happen. Yep. The Super Bowl is the most viewed sports event. Championship. What?
2: Well, yeah, just just for people out there, it's the most viewed championship. What's what sport event is viewed more? Well, no, I've uh, I agree that it's the most viewed sporting. Well, maybe the Olympics. No, not it.
1: At- Cause they're not centered on one night. If you were gonna take viewership over the whole thing, but yeah, like everybody watches the Super Bowl. Dude. True, everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and that's one game. Your best, my best. That's why it works. Now, like, I'm not gonna go far and say that the World Series needs to be Big one, one game. game. No,
0: that's crazy. It's absurd.
1: Yeah, it's an absurd thing. Like baseball is one hundred and sixty two for a reason, you know. Takes a lot, but to decide who's first kicked out of the playoffs, to put headlines out there, to make a splash in world news, yeah, I think that's that's what they need to do. For for events like you're like you're uh, putting out there, the Reds, just imagine that, the yeah, Reds, Reds upset, upset the, the Dodgers, pa- blockbuster
2: Dodgers, yeah. I the mean, Dodgers who just went out and got Max Scherzer that, and Trey that, Turner.
1: You know, that payroll differential and yep. all that stuff would yep. be amazing to see.
2: Yeah, so. and just to see the, the Reds make a run into the playoffs like that would st- it would it would draw viewership viewership big time. And you want, you know, you want that publicity. You want people talking about your game and that's what you would get. That's what you get with the one game series. Yeah. Um all right, I think that's wraps up baseball pretty nicely. Uh, let's go into some NFL news. We got rosters down to 53 to fifty three from their normal, what, like 80 or whatever whatever the hell they're at for preseason. We're not going to go through everybody who gets cut, everybody that gets added, all that shit. It's just way too much. We'll just go over the key stuff. Yes. Gar- Gardner Minshew got traded to the Eagles. Yes. For a six-round pick.
1: <clears throat> it's amazing to me that the Philadelphia Eagles can't even trust in their own judge judgment with Jalen Hurts.
2: Yeah, that's that's a bad look that you're going Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That's right. a bad look that you're going out and you're trading for a guy who could honestly start at any given moment.
1: Now I don't think that I don't think that the, their attention because I don't I don't think they gave up a whole bunch of Jacksonville no. for him.
2: Just a sixth round.
1: Yeah. They did what they could and they're like, you know what, this is a great backup and maybe we'll have a QB competition. Yeah. I just don't think that's the right thing. And I think if they try and make it a true competition, they're really missing out because Jalen Hurts needs all of the focus. Yeah. They need they honestly should bring in a guy who's a veteran who could help bring bring him along.
2: Absolutely. And that another that was another thing of on Jacksonville's part you know, you're... you're I, I understand putting all your chips into Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence should be your number one quarterback. But why not have a guy who knows the system...
1: Well, nobody knows the system. Remember?
2: Oh, that's right. They just got Urban Meyer. This
1: is Urban Meyer. That's right.
2: Yeah. All right, it makes a little bit more sense. This is
1: why the change is made.
2: Yeah, it makes more sense. And I, li- I like this opportunity for Gardner because he does go into a situation where he can win a win a starting job. Yes, yeah. I like Gardner Minshew. I think he's got he's got some talent. We've only back up, s- back, we've I, I mean I think, we've only I, seen I, him I, in Jacksonville's offense. I
1: honestly think he he runs he runs a perfectly fine offense. Where I think the Browns are a team that if he plays behind Baker, like he's he's a less good version of the same guy. Yeah. He yeah. slings it, he plays with emotion. he's fun, he can do all the basics. That's what they have over there with Baker Mayfield.
2: Yeah, so if anything, it's kind of a backup plan for if anything happens to Baker. You have pretty much a perfect fill-in. I
1: mean, that's just what I'm seeing. I'm sure some other foot, big football guy will point out something that's different, yeah. you know, uh, because I haven't watched the tape on that.
2: Hey, man, We uh, the only tape Travis watches is offensive line tape, all right? That's it. A big offensive line tape. big offensive line tape.
1: Me and Stephen Jay in yeah. the booth. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's my opinion. I, it just it doesn't seem like it works, but the Jets' position is— or, sorry, the Eagles' position, we talked about how I feel about what the Eagles are doing. They are a
2: fuck. Yes, indeed. Uh, Michael Strahan is getting his number retired by the Giants, so yeah. good on him. I could have sworn his number was already retired.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me before you said that, I would have said, I think so.
2: Yeah, I would assume that his number was retired, but apparently not. Good time. Um, Good morning, America star. Well, that's how they Michael. did That's how they did it. That's how they, they told him he was going to get it. Uh, Michael Strahan. Right yeah, that's how they told him he was going to get his number retired. They trotted out, uh, what's his name? Who's the, god damn it? Manu. No, no. Eli. They trotted out Eli in a box and they had him jump out of the box. Oh, it was, it was a frozen. GMA thing. Yeah, it was a GMA thing. Of course it was. God damn. Um, they just know how to do entertainment. Yes, they do. Um, Chris Herndon has been traded to the Vikings for a fourth round pick. Um, uh, this comes on the heels of Minnesota's tight end, Irv Smith Jr. tearing his ACL. They still have Kyle Rudolph over there, correct? I don't think so. Where is Kyle Rudolph? That's what I'm looking up right now. Uh, he plays for the Giants. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So... They put all their chips into Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, he hurts himself. That stinks. They go get Chris Herndon. That Travis, stinks. big fan of Chris Herndon for a while there. Mm. No, <laughs> <laughs> he was your uh, Traquan Smith.
1: Did you want listen? Do you listen to Part by Take still?
2: I've uh, this past week I haven't. Last week's stuff I did.
1: Jerry O'Connell was on la- yesterday's episode. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, you know, for every year he comes on and does his fantasy football. Yeah, I I. I feel, like, a sense of connection the way he just says, like, he, he just talks about how he won't draft anybody from a certain team because this one person did that or that one person do that. It just reminds me where I go on these rants of, like, Traquan Smith and Chris Herndon, yeah. yeah. and, and these random names that I just go, do not fucking touch. You did it for too many years.
2: You know who's going to make that list one day?
1: <laughs> Who?
2: Not Joe Mixon, I'll tell you that. No. Joe Mixon every fucking year, buddy. Um, John Brown has been released by the Raiders after asking to be released. So he wanted out. We just signed him this past offseason. Uh, did this he, past did off he season. stand
1: up on the table and he turned butt face to Chucky and then used his hands to make his butt cheeks go, Can I
2: ask you a question? Why? Why, Travis? Can I ask No, I understand released? that, but Why? Why not? God damn
1: it. Who doesn't like an Ace Ventura pet detective
2: joke? True. That is true. Everybody loves Ace Ventura pet pet detective. Um, Still one
1: of my favorite bits of all time. Is that when he's driving the car. (laughs) And he's acting like it's bumpy as shit. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I thought you were just going to keep going with it. Oh, God. Just do the whole bit.
1: Oh, dude. Every time I'm driving, I just... Everyone's... (laughs) If I'm driving with somebody, that. Like, don't know that? I'll just fucking pull that bit out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. Uh, That's a great one. Um,
2: Mac Jones is the QB1 for the New England Patriots. Cam Newton, see you later. You've been released.
1: So this was a strange thing. It's been a topic of conversation going on for the past couple of weeks because Mac Jones has been playing so good and because most people have come to terms with Cam Newton's not good anymore. And one of the things that's been going on is them saying like, Look, if you keep Cam on the roster and you start Mac Jones and you announce him as the week one starter, it's kind of hard to go back to Cam Newton. Yeah. If you start Cam Newton and you announce him as number one, you can go to Mac Jones at any time during the season if Cam Newton does not perform. True. And I think it just... Mac Jones is good, has outweighed what um, Cam Newton has done good, and... Instead of having that strange dynamic, they just decided to release him. Bill Belichick said, you know what? I don't... Look, he... honestly Clear
2: up the roster spot.
1: Honestly, if there's anybody who, like, when we talk about this, and we just talked about this, um, with the Jets, and like, maybe you should get a veteran quarterback to kind of lead them. Jaguars. Well, no, or sorry, the Eagles. Eagles, I yeah. said the Jets, but I meant the Eagles because it hurts, and, um... What's his name? Gardner Minshew. But if there's any coach that uh, that's running an offensive program and he's still got uh, Brian, uh, what's his name over there as the OC? Who's the OC? Shh,
2: shh, shh. Who's the OC of fuck?
1: Patriots. Jesus Christ! I cannot think of his dumb name. Mo- <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know why I was gonna say Brian Schottenheimer, but that's not it.
1: Yeah. Um... Sorry about this, guys. This is a real dumb moment.
2: Is it even a Brian? Uh,
1: sorry, Josh McDaniels. There it is. Uh, excuse me, I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, I
2: forget because he was supposed to be the Colts head coach. Yeah, never forget. Josh
1: McDaniels is the OC. I think it you is one of the few guys you trust to go. I don't think you necessarily need a veteran presence there to help Mac Jones along. I think he's got what he needs. Yeah. And they've had what's his name in the col in the organization for years before Cam Newton was there, right? Yes. So unfortunately, I don't see Cam going anywhere. I was, that was going to be
2: my next question. Is is there he will, a landing spot for Cam? He Newman? will be
1: sitting on the sidelines until somebody loses a quarterback.
2: I mean, look at look at how long it took for him to get signed with the Patriots. I think he was out for what a year and a half, maybe maybe more longer than well, that. Well, I mean,
1: it wasn't. He was still with the Panthers.
2: I thought he was. He was released. just injured. Oh, okay. I mm. thought he was. I thought he was a, a free agent that whole time. No,
1: he was. He was with the Panthers, but he was injured. Then when they got rid of Ron Rivera, remember? Yeah. They got rid of him at the same time. Once got he it. came back from injury, and then that's when during that off season nobody wanted him until like the last very very last moment. That's when the Patriots. Patriots signed him. swooped him up at the very last moment. But that whole season before, he was on the Patriots team. Yeah. Or sorry, Panthers team.
2: And then I don't really see Cam Newton, even though he is a veteran of the league, I don't see him being, because we just talked about the Eagles should go out and get a veteran presence behind one of their rookie guys, I don't see him being that presence for anybody out there.
1: I mean, he could do it in Philadelphia. I don't so, think I don't think that's terrible. Jalen Hurts, learning from him, he was a mobile quarterback of some sort. That, that
2: would be the only thing, is what mobile quarterback, uh, maybe, maybe Lamar? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, too. But, I don't know. But I think Kyler Murray's... Doing I well enough for himself to where he, he doesn't need it.
1: I don't think he has that much to offer. Yeah. I really don't. So, like I said, he'll sit at home until there's an injury and somebody needs a spot for him, and um, I think he'll end up retiring soon.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then the last bit of news here from the Baltimore Ravens, J.K. Dobbins tears his ACL. Done for the season. Um, stinks, dude. Real Stinks. Tough to tough to be a Ravens fan right now. That backfield doesn't look too good.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, and they got rid of Mark Ingram. They didn't bring him back. They didn't bring so Mark Ingram back. They they, they put all their they like the talent that, that, that J.K. Dobbins. The Gus Bus yeah. and J.K. Dobbins, which I I think was the right decision. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, this has also sparked the, uh talk about like, are the are because of the seventeen game season and because of the shortening preseason. of the preseason and we've seen more starters number one guys taking more reps during these preseason games um do you think that stops or continues because of these injuries we've seen because you know people talk you know we talk we've th- seen like we've seen guys like Patrick Mahomes play a bunch of snaps yeah. more than we probably would ever see during the preseason from, like, guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, who would normally take not really any. Yeah. Like, who cares? You know, I think they're seeing an importance of winning early and having the bye. Um So that's kind of the back and forth that we're seeing now. I, I just think that after, like, this, it's swinging to this now, and it's crazy to me that we're thinking, like, I get it. Like, guys, like, Kyrie Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, yeah, the list goes on and on. I'm just the guys like that, and uh, Amari Cooper, um, Dak Prescott, these guys who have done it and shown it. Michael Thomas don't need to, Devontae Devonte Adams. Air I writers. mean,
2: why do you keep going? I
1: oh, yeah, I, know. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, they don't have to show it. Those guys just sit. But to put J.K. Dobbins in a group like that. Where, I, where to say like he doesn't need to put his work in during a preseason is ridiculous. It's unfortunate that he got injured, but guys like in his wheelhouse still need to work. Absolutely. They still need to work before yeah. the season.
2: 100%. Okay, you agree with me perfectly. That's yeah, great. I agreed. Okay. I agreed. Um All right, that's pretty much it for the NFL.
1: Next week we will have our complete breakdown and yeah. our projections for the 2021-2022 NFL season. Absolutely Is it considered the 2022 Or the 2021 I think they consider
2: it The 2021 I
1: always get confused I think I
2: think you're correct Yeah But it's a It's the 2021 season But it's the 2022 playoffs They do it weird They do it stupid
1: Yeah But I I hate
2: the way they do it Uh, God damn It it. just sucks
1: when You know I mean basketball does it And hockey Most sports do it Where they Where their season Is split Is Yeah in, In between
2: It's okay. Um, All right. Into movie and entertainment news. First off the rip, RIP Ed Asner. Big RIP. RIP. For the people who don't know, he voiced Carl in Up. He was also in the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was an elf. He was in a lot of things.
1: Yeah. Elf's Elf's, uh, Will Ferrell's dad elf.
2: Yeah, he was Santa. He played Santa. Did he play Santa? He played Santa. I got that
1: confused. Yes. I think I I'm confused. Do you have for the, the wrong, wrong person? <laughs> Are you thinking?
2: Oh, not you're not thinking of who was the one who played his dad? Fucking a. Um,
1: Did he? Okay, all right. asked Asner. Recognize him now for sure.
2: His Bob <laughs> Newhart is the one that you were thinking of.
1: Let and me he, see. Oh, look, real quick.
2: And he was in. No. Yes, Bob Newhart. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yep. no. That's. Different person, different person. Understand oh my the mix. God, he looks like a corpse
1: in this picture, though. He should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys she, can see this right now. Jesus Christ. He, um, he, he was yeah. in the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> the Bob
3: Newhart show.
2: Yeah, so big R.I.P. i seen Disney did a did a cool uh, dedication for him or a thing during one of their parades or shows. Yeah, they, the um,
1: they put the lights to turn the castle into the up house.
2: Yeah, so. Big RIP. All yep, right. RIP. Uh, Top Gun has been delayed to May 27th of 2022. Gets pushed back even further. I don't understand. Why. I don't I don't get why they de- Tell me why. They delayed that and then they also delayed Mission Impossible 7 to September 30th of 2022. Tell me why. Yeah, like why are why are these movies getting pushed back?
1: No idea.
2: No I, idea. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um they still don't
1: feel like there's enough market in cinemas. Don't know. Maybe, but
2: uh, Venom. Venom had a very bad poster. <laughs> Did you see that poster? No, I didn't see it. Oh Jesus! Pull pull it up.
1: Okay. How do I uh, look? What should I type? Just
2: it? look up Venom. Let there be carnage poster. Venom. Let... It looked so bad. Like the the. The the way they made. Woody Harrelson look, why is it just venom pops is that it's, I think it's that first one right that there one? yes what look the at Woody, is Harrelson.
1: Woody Harrelson
2: <laughs> Woody Harrelson looks like he like they took him and they're like hey you're gonna play in a teenage teenage movie here's this bad haircut we're going to really de-age the shit out of you for no reason. Oh, that's so Tom strange. Hardy doesn't look that good. Just the peep, the faces don't look good.
1: There's a lot of Photoshop going on here. Oh
2: my god, the editing was bad. A lot
1: of Photoshop going on here.
2: Yeah, that... Oh, god. I, I took one look at that and I was like... Just, just Woody Harrelson, to begin with, is, is probably the worst of it. Yeah, that's just... That's tough. That's a tough look for, for yeah, the creators of those posters. Not great at all. Um, all right, Dennis Rodman is getting a film that's gonna chronicle his his Vegas infamous trip. Vegas trip during the NBA Finals. Why? Why are they gonna make this movie? I don't know. I don't care. It, yeah, like who gives a shit? I would. And I you know what if- would
1: be the best bit of all time. If it was just Hangover Four. <laughs> <laughs> they just did. They hang- just did Hangover Four. They just 4. made it Hangover Four.
2: And they just you know Dennis Rodman just happened to be there. That'd be pretty funny. The only thing I would look for, and it didn't even happen during this trip, is Rodman breaking his dick on multiple occasions. Like that. If there's ever a story to tell,
1: have you ever watched the I watched cartoon the yeah, Vice I watched, thing? I watched that- the Vice thing that they did. Okay,
2: cool. Yeah, that was that. That was funny. Um, there was a teaser for the movie The Guilty, which is going to star Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you see the teaser for this? Uh,
1: it's just. Him talking on the phone. It's,
2: yeah, it's a phone call, and I was getting vibes. What was that Halle Berry movie?
1: Taking a Pelham one, two, three.
2: That I don't even think Halle Berry was in that movie. Yeah, with
1: Denzel Washington.
2: Okay, but that's not the movie I was talking about. What's the movie? <laughs> what's the movie where she's the, she's the uh, the call person for the FBI or for the cops? Oh, the sorry, this is wrong.
1: Tra- John Travolta was the one. <laughs> John Travolta was the one who took the train. Denzel Washington was the one who was on the phone as the police thing. Uh, let me see. Was
2: Halle Berry... That's not what I was asking. It was no, Halle Berry in that she movie? She was not in that movie. Then what the fuck? <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's the same concept. Same premise. Yeah. Same the premise. Call. It's literally called The, the Call. To yeah, so
2: I was getting major vibes of that, but instead of Halle Berry, I don't was know if I ever Jake watched Jelenhal. this movie. I remember watching it. It was one of those movies where... Uh, remember when Auntie Jody was coming over every weekend to watch There's movies a bass and in eat my our ass? Food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when Auntie Jody was coming over every weekend to watch movies and eat all our food,
1: that wasn't there. Yeah,
2: it was one of those. Daddy wasn't there. It was well, yikes! It was one of those movies that we yeah, just that watched in right. the living room. I was going to do an Austin Powers <laughs> <laughs> It Kind of turned out a little, a little sus there. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know. that was super sus. I'm sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah,
2: but um, I think Hall would do well in a movie like this.
1: We'll see. I don't. I. 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 May. Yeah. Sure. Obviously, he's a fantastic actor, actor and I love the shit he's in. So. Uh,
2: and then there was a trailer for a Benard- Benedict Cumberbatch movie called The Power of the Dog.
1: Western movie.
2: Western Hell movie. Hell yeah! Hit Netflix on December first. We'll be reviewing that. Okay, I when I watched this trailer, I said I don't really give two shits about this movie. So I'm Dude, not a Western person. You're not a Western person. Not a Western guy. I love guy. a good Western. Yeah.
1: So. So this is the one. What was the name of that movie? I wanted to read. Power the of the Dog. Because all it is, um, in the in that trailer, is just him humming or or whistling. Yep. And then they show the different characters. This has Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, Elizabeth Moss. Thomas and McKenzie it's
2: got a very good cast. Great cast.
1: Uh, two brothers and a co-owner uh, and co-owners of a Montana ranch duel after one of them gets married. So the I the ranch. This was, is just the ranch. I think I think one of them um, gets married to Kirsten Dunn's character, and the other Benedict Cumberbatch character is the bad guy, and he's trying to like take her, and he ends up battling his brother over it. I'm not sure. But good boy Jesse Plemons is it is. Oh, uh, okay, never
2: is. mind. Turning it around. I didn't. I, again, I watched. I watched thirty seconds of this trailer and I. Yeah, like, because I there's, there's not fuck. much in this
1: trailer. It doesn't yeah. really tell you what's going on. Uh, yeah, let me see if the IMDb has a better Synapsis. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is one. This is one of, the, yeah, here is here one of well, those where I'm just going, like, yeah.
1: Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank, which is Benedict Cumberbatch's inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. So I, I, you know, I'm not too, I'm interested in it. But I love Western, so.
2: Now that I'm thinking, I should read the synopsis for The Guilty. A demoted police officer assigned to a call dispatch desk is conflicted when he receives an emergency phone call from a kidnapped woman. That's I, why, why did you read that? Just because I thought they would have a better synopsis because the, the teaser didn't really give you shit. But it did tell me that it was a demoted police officer, so conflict. <laughs> <laughs> conflict. Okay, alright. Yep, there you go. That's all I had for movie news. There was not a lot going on. I should
1: have put the bongos on after I read the Better <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch thing. About the possibility of love. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. I'm really slipping today. Yeah,
2: come on, dude. You gotta be on that shit. I focused all on
1: the on the, on the the Reds, on the Castellanos home run call. Yes. Forgot about all this. Okay. Yeah. So.
2: All right. Um, Marvel's What If? Nope. Oh, Let's, wait. Sorry.
1: American Horror Story. Yes. So, a quick... Um, what's the name of this series? Sorry.
2: This... Oh, what'd they call it? Red something? I got it. Um... I just watched it today. What'd they call it? Red... Red Dragon? No. Red Dragon was Hannibal Lecter's third movie. Uh,
1: I don't see the name of the series. Nah, whatever. Or the name of the season. But... So, I'm sorry. We talked about how American Horror Story was doing American Horror Stories, which was a different thing. And it was like solo episodes. And we talked about how the first couple episodes we didn't like that much and that we were going to not talk about them. Blah, 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 blah. On Hulu last week or, you know, after the podcast or later last week.
2: Oh, it's called Double Feature. It's called Double Feature? I guess so, yeah.
1: Okay. Um... So, realize that American Horror Story, because American Horror Stories on Hulu shows up different as its own season, season one. American Horror Story posted a two episodes that came out on the same day of season 10. So, I'm like, oh, they did do a new season. This is dumb. I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah. I don't understand why they did well, this.
2: Well, the reason uh, we were confused because they said American Horror Story double feature or whatever, so we didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, it's because the season is gonna di- be divided into two parts. So the the one we're watching right now is called Red Tide. Okay. The, and then the the second half of the season is gonna be called Death Valley.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So that's why it's double feature. That's why it's been very confusing. Okay, but so we, makes a little more sense. So now. me
1: and Tyler, you watched it, right? I watched the, the first, first two, two episodes, episodes. Yes. Um, and it is classic AHS stuff. Yes, I love it. I'm glad that the, whatever this is, whatever they're doing, I'm glad they're doing it. The first two episodes. So it's um Lily Ray Rab Rabe, Rabe. who you would know as Sister Jude for all of those American Horror Story fans listening. And who's the uh, who's the dude? Uh, that is Finn Whitrock. Finn Whitrock, who you would know as Younger Twisty, or what was his name?
2: I can't remember the name from, from in the series. Yeah. Um, nah, fuck. I don't know. Yeah, I'm he was the he was a
1: spoiled rich kid from. Yes. Uh, that's Carni- Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. No. Is that? Yeah. Side, car- no. Sideshow. Freak show. Freak show. American there Horror Story. Is. Freak show. There it is. Um, they have a family. Uh, we're going to do just quick synopsis because we have what if to talk about so and all kinds of stuff. So I'm just going to do this quick. He has a family. He's a writer. She's an interior decorator. They moved to uh, P- uh, Princeton. What is it called? What's the name of the city called? Oh, it's nor'easter. It's like up past Boston. It's one of those. They call it P-Town, but I don't know what it's called for.
2: Yeah, what the fuck was it?
1: Um... It's up by the Cape, whatever, Pro- Provincetown. That's it,
2: Provincetown. Provincetown, They yeah. moved
1: to Provincetown during the winter to try and get some inspiration because writers during the winter like to move up to like super, super dark climates and stuff like that. I mean, it's a thing that Stephen King used to do and all kinds of writers, so I'm glad they're touching on that. And she, this house that's, you know, most of this is summertime. And what happens in these summer towns when it's not summer... The people who stay around become addicted to drugs or whatever. And it's basically like the locals who run the local market and shit around and upkeep the houses and the fucking crackheads and shit. Mm -hmm. So I love the concept. I love the set and setting. Uh, They move there to do this. Uh, They run into some weird, strange people who, like, you just kind of at first think, oh, this is going to be like a vampire thing. Of vampires, right? That was your first thought. Oh, I was thinking 30 days of night kind of thing. Um, strange. They have one, they have a daughter. And then um, during, as it goes on in the second episode, you learn there's a, a, a mother and a son that are writers, famous writers that live in town or kind of on the hill there who, who meet up with this guy and he's got writer's block and she can not design and she's pregnant. It's, you know, and uh, who's the,
2: so, which character are you talking about?
1: the The old lady is
2: Frances Conroy. Her name she, is Bella Noir.
1: Yeah, and she was the. Um, she was in Hotel. Uh, she sorry. was in
2: Coven. She was the the main the the sorcerer supreme, or not the sorcerer supreme. Mm-hmm. She was the redheaded one in in Coven. That yeah, gets... who
1: was she in um, in the very first one in Murder House? She was the oh. the what do you call those? Made. She was the maid in Murder House, and then it's Evan Peters. Um, yes, Evan Peters is as the... the young one. Yes. Uh, we learn um, that. Oh God, I'm really doing bad on names. Who? What's her name? The main character who's in all these. Sarah Polson. Sarah Polson is like a uh, a heroin addict in town. Macaulay Culkin also a drug addict in town. Yep. Who does sexual favors and whatnot? Um, you learn that these writers are. Taking something that has turned them basically into a a blood-sucking vampire of sort. And that the people who are around town, who who are like straight vampires, who are strange, like they don't function. The idea is that the pill they're taking uh, brings out the talent in somebody. And if you don't have any talent... You just turn into one of these monsters. It's a really cool, really interesting um, plot and concept. and concept that's going on here, and I really we're not going to do very deep dives into it. But I'm going to take a little bit of notes every week and bring it and talk about talk it just about a little, a little bit. bit. Do you have any notes you wanted to talk about? Did I miss anything that was important from the show?
2: No, just because I want people to go out and watch it, I don't really want to give too much away. But this is I like what they're doing so far with the first two episodes. So it's it's been a lot of fun watching these
1: yeah we did finish the american horror story short series i don't think i will visit that again no that was bad it was bad there was one good they uh,
2: actually tied in at the very end everything that just it's just like they kind of did yeah uh,
1: they just i think they just tied in like the first two and the last yeah
2: which makes you think why they do everything in the middle which one were you gonna say was good was it the the demon one which one? The the demon one where she was having the the baby. That
1: one was okay. I thought where they made her think she was crazy. Yeah, I and, thought that and the husband was an actor. Yeah, in I thought G. that was
2: probably the best one they did. Um I like the
1: one before the last one. What was that one? With
2: the the one with the uh monsters in the in the forest? Yes. That was a good that was yes. pretty good
1: too. Wrong turn ish. I like that. They explored the idea of National parks because that's a huge conspiracy theory that talk hours about yeah. how people go missing in the national parks. Yep. But I don't want to I don't want to get into that too much. But yeah, go watch American Horror Story season ten uh, streaming now. There you go. Or not streaming now, but if you have Hulu, you can watch it the pretty day after day it after it releases on FX. Yep.
2: And I think they dropped those Wednesday nights. Thursday nights. Maybe Thursday. Thursday nights. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't know anymore. I think it was Thursday nights. All right. What if episode three? Did you want me to read the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go into it. All right. So this is what if the world lost its mightiest heroes over the course of a week. Shield director Nick Fury attempts to recruit heroes for the Avengers Initiative, but they are each mysteriously killed. Natasha Romanoff injects Tony Stark with an unexpectedly fatal injection. Clint Barton accidentally shoots and kills Thor before dying in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Uh, Hulk, Bruce Banner, explodes and Romanoff is attacked and killed while investigating the other murders. Before she dies, Romanoff tells Fury that the murders are related to Hope. The Asgardians, led by Loki, arrive on Earth to avenge Thor. Fury proposes an alliance to apprehend the killer. Fury deduces that Hank Pym is the murderer and has been using his... Oh, they just
1: spoil it there.
2: Yeah, this is a full spoiler thing <laughs> okay, for right, the people out Sorry, Sorry, it's a little late, but yeah, spoiler. Uh, Fury deduces that Hank Pym is the murderer and has been using his shrinking technology to, to, commit, to commit the murders as revenge for the death of his daughter, Hope Van Dyne, who died in the line of duty as S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Uh, Fury and Loki defeat Pym, who is taken into Asgardian custody. Loki chooses to stay on Earth, becoming its ruler. Fury begins assembling President more... President hu- Loki. Yep becoming assembling more heroes, finding Steve Rogers frozen in ice, and summoning Car- Carol Danvers to Earth.
1: Okay, so this takes place basically over the events of Iron Man 2 or 3? Yeah, they call it... Iron what, Man 3?
2: What do they call it? Nick Fury's Big Week or something yeah, like that? Yeah,
1: because it's Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2?
2: Yeah, Iron Man 2, yeah, Iron Man two uh, The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Thor. Thor, and, and then, yeah, that's that's his week yeah. right there.
1: Yeah, when he's when he's kind of, and you don't see it at all, you kind of just have to tie it all together that this is all happening at the same time when he's putting the, trying to collect all the Avengers. Yep. Um, so I thought that was an interest, interesting timeline part that they had going. Uh, what, at what point did you realize this was Hank Pym?
2: Um... I honestly, I think, I didn't think Hank, I thought it was, when they said, you know, this is for Hope or whatever, this is related to Hope, I thought it was going to be Hope. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't come down to Hank Pym. When did you find it out?
1: Uh, when you said it's all about Hope. Okay. And and, um, and he was, fi- and she was being fought, because I know that, I know that Hope, um, the reason, if it were... If it were hope, she would have chose her words differently. She would have said, it's hope.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was
1: like, it's all about hope. It's all about hope. And then I'm thinking, what, because it almost drove him crazy just having what happened to his wife. Yes. But yes. his daughter was around to keep him crazy, uh, to, to keep, keep him, him sane. sane. And from, and from like, he separated from the Avengers Initiative and everything that they were doing, including Stark Industries, he separated completely So, uh, and, but he was just with his daughter continuing his own scientist uh, scientific explorations. Yes. So I knew at that point, like, oh, it's gotta be him because he was one step away. If his daughter was lost and in this world, who knows? Like, we're just assuming that everything has gone up the same way. The actual event that caused this, we're not seeing. The actual event that caused this was her dying because of another choice that was made when she was working with them. Mhm. What or however which way you want to spin it. But I I kind of figured that out when she was fighting when he was fighting Romanoff inside the thing. But I I thought it was an interesting thing, you know, uh having all the Avengers die like that. It really hurt to see Thor get stung with a fucking with a fucking arrow. President yeah. luck was cool. I I you know, At first I was thinking... I love the
2: concept of what
1: they did. Of killing them all off. Yeah, at first I was thinking like, alright, is this where we get our first Kang the Conqueror variant?
2: Maybe, yeah.
1: uh, Just what I was thinking at first. Before before it became apparent, like... like I'm thinking, okay, in in this world, in this timeline, he's already conquered time travel. And he's going to these exact moments... Where like he could swap the stuff that goes into Tony and inject him with it, mm-hmm. where he can give the Hulk something while he's sleeping. Like he can slot into these times, and, yeah, and, and
2: lessen the lessen the Avengers so that he could
1: take over and create this this line. And then you know when when Black Widow was getting beat up by nothing, I was like, okay, that makes mind. sense. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Johnny Roca asked a question. Yeah. So let me let me read that off. Um, so far, we've had an alternate universe version of Captain America: First Soldier, Black Panther, and the Guardians, and now the Avengers. What alternate universe scenario would you like to see in a future episode?
1: Deadpool kills the Marvel universe.
2: That would be cool. I know that it was a big com- <laughs> I know that was a big comic, and um, a lot of people would love to see that me being included, that would be fucking awesome.
1: Uh, great Hulk stuff would be cool. Um, like seeing these different, cause there's so many different variations of Hulk would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't, I mean, cause they've talked about, um, what's the general from the Hulk, the older man. He was, uh, in, general Ross. He was in Wandavision, and he looks sick, right?
2: Oh, he was in uh black widow, black, black widow. widow he looked and, really he, sick. and
1: he looks sick. And they were talking about how maybe he took himself and he may become Red Hulk or some sort of,
2: you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see, but
2: yeah. I uh, One that comes to my mind would be, what if the other half of the universe got snapped? So what would what would it be like? How would it look if everybody who didn't get dusted did get dusted and, and vice versa? What that team would look like, how they'd work together, it'd be an interesting thing. Is that a comic line? I don't know, but that was just an alternate universe, that, or what if Captain Marvel was never made into a movie? You know, <laughs> what okay. if what if that whole thing just wasn't there? Yeah. Big thumbs up. Um, yeah. So next week we have what if? It's so interesting oh, too because,
1: like, because uh, we haven't been able to because these this MCU does not include anything from the X Men line, as far as we can tell. Yeah. I think we're I think we're keeping I think Deadpool is kind of going to be unilateral. I think at this point they can't do anything about that. And they may keep Logan kind of canon. Mhm. Like uh what's his name? Just reviewed his movie last week. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's Logan or, you know, his Wolverine character uh canon in the MCU just because how great it that character is. I I really don't know until we Start introducing these X Men in, and we see what storylines they're taking. Then I I can't really make an opinion on what ifs I want to see because a lot of them have to do with the X Men. Yeah. Or the
2: Fantastic Four. That too. Yeah. Because we just haven't seen. We haven't. Well, there's that. still there's still so much to Marvel that I just mean hasn't like been a, a great
1: yet. what if would be what if uh who was the um I'm sorry I'm this is really fun the African American guy who was shot with the Super Soldier Serum. That we, oh, oh from, a,
2: uh, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. I can't, think, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I know who you're talking yeah, about. It seems sure really
1: that, insensitive that I forgot that. I mean. And it's right it, there it, at the tip of my tongue. Is it
2: really because he wasn't really a main player in Falcon but and the Winter Soldier? But that would be a
1: cool what if as well.
2: Start with an H? Fuck. Let's see. Go into the cast to find him. Uh, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. There it is. Yeah, yeah what be- if
1: he became the new Captain America? That would be it's a uh, really cool what.
2: Yeah. If. I mean, the that's the beauty of this show and how the everlasting of what this show can be is there's just endless upon endless possibilities of where they can go.
1: What if what if Natasha was shot instead of Quicksilver?
2: Do you mean do you mean um Wanda.
1: Yes, sorry Wanda.
2: I was going to say what if Natasha wasn't shot then damn no sexual tension between her and Captain America throughout. Oh my the god,
1: life. everybody forgets about Winter Soldier. <laughs> How everybody forgets. How everybody forgets. <laughs> yeah. So, that was yeah. yeah, that was a fun little exercise.
2: Next week, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Yeah, uh Interesting.
1: Donnie Donnie uh just Message me about it, asking about it, even though I told him multiple times. I don't watch till... I don't watch till later in the week, pal.
2: Damn. Yeah, hate to
1: see it. All right, let's get into the movie review this week. We are doing the brand new Candyman 2021 film. That in we are. present day, a decade after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down, Anthony and his partner move into a loft in the new gentrified Cabrini. A chance encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to use these macabre details in his studio as fresh gris for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to, comp- to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence directed by nia da costa it's produced by jordan peele and ian cooper when rosenfield um help me god help me with this some of these names here tony todd uh is back as Candyman for a little bit for yeah part for, of the movie for a touch uh Yaya Abdul mateen the
2: second, boy
1: is Anthony the lead character uh Tayana Paris is Brianna his his uh f- uh Girlfriend. significant other yeah yeah uh Coleman Domingo is William Burke the elder gentleman they talk about Vanessa Estelle is back as Emery what was her full name Emery Williams um Emery McCoy now Emory McCoy, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think we need to do the cast anymore. Uh, this Nathan ha- Stewart,
2: Jared, uh, Troy Cartwright, uh, great comedic relief.
0: Oh,
1: the the gay brother. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was he was well. He was he did well. Yes. Eight point three out of ten on IMDb. Eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. One thing: did not know this was a sequel.
2: Me neither. I, I was That was going to be the first thing I was asked. Was this marketed as a sequel?
1: No. I don't which think I they thought, ever marketed it as a which, sequel.
2: I mean, I thought they did well. I thought
1: they were re- marketing it as a reimagining with Tony Todd still as the Candyman.
2: I thought, yeah, I thought they were. Kinda... And they were
1: just being coy about how, how much they were showing um, of the Candyman during the, the trailers and stuff like that. We will get into spoilers, so if you do not want spoilers. Uh, just skip this and then come on back come when back. you watch the film. Absolutely. But now that you've seen that, uh, you've heard that, at least you know. Maybe go watch the first one if you need a little catch up. Yes. I went and watched the first one last night. Just to get, uh, just to just to get a little the refresher, then I can score both of them and and and, and uh, kind of um, have some idea. Because I realized that I admit, I had forgotten a lot of parts of the story besides just the horror elements that Which were in.
2: I did like that they. They did go over the because this being a sequel, so everything that happened in uh, the original Candyman from ninety two was pretty much canon.
1: I mean, it directly impacts. It the story. directly
2: impacted the story, so they did. They did go back and they did talk about it, which I liked from this movie. That it was kind of it. It, it was it also kind of served at it as a prequel at the same time because we got a lot of backstory and a lot of telling of a little bit more into the history of candy man. Yeah.
1: One of the things that I, uh, um, and I'll just start, I'm going to start with, um, one of the, some of the things I realized in the older film and some of the, th- and then I'll get into after mm-hmm. this film, mainly some of the things I didn't realize is how little they actually explored. They actually, actually explored the Candyman. how much they just focused on
2: what was, her name? um, Oh, they said it so many times in the. Uh, in Helen line. Lyle, Helen, Virginia Lyle.
1: Madsen's character yes. in the original. They hard. They, like, they. Everything was about her. Yeah. There was a super duper white savior uh, trope in it, which, I mean. I get it's the '90s, but like you're trying to tell a story, and I think that's what this one does a little better. Yeah, to tell a story that has to do with this.
2: Which I, it, did actually it, it did have it did have its social commentary, but I think they did it tastefully. I think I, they did it at uh, a better way than the original.
1: I I did look, do some research into the origins. Candyman started as a small a short story that was written by I forget who the writer of it was, but he's a English writer, so it takes place. About white people in mm-hmm. England and stuff, and it's about class. So I think when this became a movie in ninety two, transit trans, tr- kind of turning it into transition, uh, yeah, into an origin story or like a like an old time story passed down through the uh, poor sub all the way from slavery down to the poor suburbs of Chicago, and you know this African American rich history that they tend to pass on and stuff like that. Uh, I thought it was a a great idea, and I think what <clears throat> what this new one really does is it expands on I think what the original filmmakers of the '92 version wanted to do, and but they weren't able to do because it was '92. Yeah. And I think Jordan Peele does a really good job. I mean, we've seen it, and, and you know, it, it it's uh, it's strange because you have to classify it as like. Uh, as like black horror because uh, that's, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to do it. No. But, but to, to explain it to other people, it's this new, I think new, new age, new age horror movies are starting to blur those lines, but there used to be all this stuff about black noir and this is for black, like, yeah. N- now it's coming into the main fold where this is just about, like. They could not have done this movie in ninety two. They had to have Helen Lyle's character in there researching. They had to have the poor white lady of because course. I mean, because it was ninety
2: two, and I, if it didn't get made like that, it would it would flop for no, sure. It would flop,
1: and white people wouldn't go see it absolutely because they have no way to relate. I know it doesn't seem like that long ago, but we still got extreme but, racism now. So, exactly. I mean, what are we gonna do? So I, I'm glad that they took the story. And they didn't just erase what happened before. What they did is they take it and they and they go off of that. Yes. They even talk about some of the ridiculous shit from the first one. And one of the things is, the is that the again. only people who are summoning Candyman in this movie are white people. Yes. And the, and the, and the African-American people in the film
2: are like, don't do that are, shit. Like, Except, I mean, Anthony McCoy's character did.
1: The, yeah, so... But other than... I that, think that's different, though. Yeah. So, so...
2: He I, was, he was enthralled by, by the case, and, and was kind of, he was doing it for a different purpose to whereas the white people... Well, in this, not
1: realizing his past, yeah. you may have, like, the, the, the mysticism of that.
2: Yeah, the white people in this movie, it seemed like they were doing it as kind of a, a gag, as kind of like a, this shit can't hurt me type, type thing, to whereas it was more... They were doing it in more of an ignorant way, to whereas Anthony McCoy's character was doing it in more of a interested way.
1: Well, I also think that there has to do something with the mysticism in the pool of of what we would find out from his character later that unknow- unwillingly, like, he was because from the very beginning of this movie, once he finds out about this Candyman thing, Cause he's a He's kind of a painter who who comes out of the uh, out of the uh, poor. Di- you know, what, I don't want to call it slums. What am I, what's the word I'm looking ghetto. for? Ghetto. The ghetto of Chicago, and he makes these this great art. Um, that has to deal with his people and the oppression in the area and all that fantastic stuff, but he can't break that cycle. And fucking fancy ass white art people are telling him that he doesn't have what it is to leave the ghetto or yeah. whatever. It's 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 great commentary. I mean, I absolutely it, loved it.
2: One of one of the things that they talked about, and I thought it was just hysterical, was uh, during his art dem- uh, what art show that they had, and having the what do they call her the who's what is the, the art critic the art critic come in and, and say you know you're making this commentary on white people being the ones who are who are perpetrating causing, violence perpetrating to violence people. to your people when really it's the artists who yeah. are doing it it's like damn this bitch really has no like self-awareness to anything doesn't right?
1: matter there they, because they live on top of that they world live on top of so they can say yeah. whatever and because they live on top in that world they get away with it yeah um, yeah, so he he's kind of missing out, whatever, and he ends up just going to the hood to try and figure out. And he goes to some of the old Cabrini and stuff like where he lived, where mm-hmm. he grew up, and that's where he runs into William Burke.
2: Where Cabrini's been gentrified. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So like, I think it's like the old. So after Cabrini was torn down, they had to move into this other part, and that's yes. where he moved with his mother. We found out. And then now he's moved into the gentrified area of what used to be Cabrini. Yes. Uh, he runs into William Burke's character, um, who starts to tell him the origins Well, of- Coleman
2: Domingo's character, William Burke. So, yes. yes. Uh, gotcha. Me. gotcha. Bad wording.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, no, not bad wording. Wrong wording. That was just wrong. I don't well, know I, I, heard... I
2: mean, it does make sense what you were saying, yeah. but I knew how you were trying to say it. Yeah. I knew what you were trying to say. And
1: but... he starts telling him the story about the origin of Candyman, where he becomes enthralled, and, and he sets up the art exhibit. Um, And then he just keeps de- getting deeper and deeper into this. He gets, he starts to, like, become...
2: It... Well, he got, he got stung by a bee when when he was going around and taking pictures of the of the old caprini or, or of the of the uh, ghetto area yeah. um he gets stung and that's kind of where the infection starts yeah
1: and it starts to lead up and it's just weird it starts to lead into psychosis and you're starting to think and we'll get into spoilers now you're starting to think like he did this to himself, like he's doing this in his own head because he's yeah. going crazy because he's being tormented by Candyman because that's what Candyman did in the first one he with was, Helen's character. Yeah, he was he was tore, tore you ment- down mentally. Was more, mentally tore her down and then had bad shit go on around her. Yes, so she could be blamed for all these crimes and stuff like that. Yes, um, so you think okay, that's happening with him.
2: Yeah, it was pretty much the same exact thing going on.
1: What ends up happening though is that it's not what's happening is william burke's character implanted this he knew that the baby who was abducted from the 92 one Mm -hmm. who uh helen mayor's character saved who the stories in the hood are that she walked into the fire with the With the baby but she saved the baby at the end of Candyman. yes and that baby turned out to be anne marie's son we find out that he is Amory's son. Yeah,
2: he was. He was that baby. He from was the original, that baby. That baby, which I thought was a great turn. I. Do. But when did you find it out? When did you realize that he was the baby? I. Do, I. Did. Who do the goddamn busted ass, Adidas? <laughs> he was the baby. Um, um. When did you? As soon as they said you were born here, when he went to the hospital. Because that was right... I mean, it wasn't very, like, quickly before they told you. Like, before she admitted, his, he goes to Anne-Marie and, and he gets admitted. So that's... That, but when the doctor came in and was like, welcome back, I was like, welcome back. And then she goes, yeah, you were born here. And I was like, he was the fucking baby.
1: Yeah, I ju- So they never mention, I. I just... I didn't go in there into this film expecting to have recall of the knowledge from the original. Yeah. So even when she showed up on screen, I did not recognize her until she said... Oh, no, me neither. Until she said, like, you are, you know, basically admitted to it. I'm like, oh, my God. I've been missing these signs the entire time. Oh, I... And and I... So it
2: took you that long to realize it was a sequel?
1: Yeah. Oh, Well, no, 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 I didn't... I realized it was a sequel because they had been mentioning Helen's character. That's, so as soon as But they, I didn't realize yeah. how, impactful how impactful that impactful of a first sequel movie was, yes. was going to be. Yeah. You know, and I hadn't watched it in a long time, so I couldn't recall that. Like I didn't know that they were gonna directly input that line there where he's the baby and this guy and so we find out that William Burke's character Put your,
2: put your ladders in there if you're the baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we find out William Burke William Burke um, set this thing whole, set this whole thing up because uh, not only because the cops are still doing what they do, yep, and it's a, a, a you know, and that uh, the people even in the area don't respect Candyman, the, the like. He doesn't exist, he's not yeah. around because nobody believes, yeah. so they have to do this large shocking thing so people continue to believe. Yes, and William Burke and- had
2: two run-ins with Candyman, one as his original self before he was the murderer Candyman, before he got taken over by the Candyman or whatever, and then he had a run-in when his, what was it, his older sister was playing the game in the, in the bathroom and and did the Candyman thing, and yeah. got killed, and yeah, so he, he was really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, which I thought his, I thought his character was
0: great.
1: Best acting? Yes. Best character in this movie was him, for the short time he was, I mean, they all did, gr- uh, him and uh, Yaya Abdul. Yeah. Great, great job. Great, great. Great, great job. Um, So... I want to get into that a little deeper because it's it's very convoluted. The idea that is confronted because, like I said, you don't go much in. You just know that Tony Todd in the original one is this old guy from slavery time who impregnates a rich white woman, and, uh, they, and the, they kill him. They stuff him with uh, honey and bees, and mm-hmm. they cut off his hand and put a hook on him. Yep. So what and they light him on fire. And they light him on fire. So what this one does is... Is explains that um, it's not just that same Tony Todd character that any point in time anybody who is wrongfully convicted or something wrongfully accused because the main story we also hear from 92 is that the quote-unquote candy man where he gets his name from yes. is a person who was handing out candies to the local kids With maybe right, right, slightly... Right. Maybe slightly mentally challenged. Could have been. I, I I don't remember if they specifically said that, but it's something I thought they said. Yeah. And and when razor blades show up in a white girl's candy, they come after him, he hides inside the walls until William Burke's character accidentally spots him out when he comes out of the walls to give him candy, and the police jump and kill him, and then razor blades keep showing up in candy.
2: Yeah. So obviously innocent
1: yeah yeah obviously innocent so it's a it's a there's a and and so what they're saying is that they have to keep the story of candyman alive to keep people in check around the area it's 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 a weird, convoluted kind of thing, but I love the concept of it. I do. And have, that there's been multiple and multiple I was gonna names. say
2: and that it that it's it's not just one guy, it's not just Tony Todd's character, that it's kind of a paranormal entity is yeah. what Candyman is. He they say he, he I think they said it in the in the movie, he is the hive. Yeah. He because, is the hive of those bees.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the ninety two one, Helen Gets her name called five times by her ex husband and shows up in the mirror. Yeah. Said so I thought that was a dumb ending, but then that's I,
2: exactly what I was thinking. But so now I was like, that's this a dumb ending, but this like, makes sense. Okay,
1: now. so because she was maybe she didn't do all this stuff and she ended up still kind of making do by saving the baby. Yeah. That she still was possessed by Candyman, and that people still believe her because of the story.
2: Because of Because of
1: the story that's told in the black community. Yeah. That people still believe she is a Candyman figure. Yeah. And that's how it kind of goes on, and it keeps moving on. So, like, now Anthony McCoy will be considered this Candyman figure because of what happened. Yes. It's it's amazing, like, it's such a... I wish I saw the movie. I wish I saw the original one going into, into this. It, yeah. Um, but also I think this one stands alone.
2: I think this I they think did this it stands they... above the original Oh, it's too. better. So much better. And
1: people who say it's not, like I, I'm I'm not understanding where this is missing, like critics... Uh, I mean we're kind. you're kind of right on the, the only you gave this one so you gave this one an 82. 82 I gave this one a 90.
2: it was it was sitting in the mid 90s the entire way until the ending the ending just kind of it it fell off a little bit for me not like and I wouldn't even say it was up until after after she gets attacked by um William, William Burke Burt yeah. yes, as like that that whole ending of of him coming in, she kills uh Burke and then she gets framed it just for everything that it built up, it felt like that was lackluster. not that it was bad, but for what the movie built, I felt like the ending could have been stronger. and I've also I also took it took points off because I wanted it to be to be longer with it being only an hour and a half, there could have been a little more flush out i don't
1: know i i thought ha, i i think that having horror movies short and sweet is a great it's like having a short kids movie Can't yeah make kids movies too long yeah horror movies can get super super like this movie had a lot going on for it itself did. and like i guess if you had more time you could expand on that and kind of space it out so it's not as convoluted or you can end up Having too much and adding too much to the that, story, yeah, that's kind of that doesn't the, need to be there. That's
2: that's the the give and take with adding more time. You know, hopefully, if they did, they would, like you said, with the, with that first part, is yeah. is take it to flesh it out and and not make it as convoluted, convoluted, not so jam packed. But you also run that risk of adding too much, but and, I, then, but and then it derives from it anyways. But
1: I do agree that the ending was v- rushed. It was rushed. It was rushed. Exactly.
2: It felt. It wasn't like, bad. It no, was just not rushed. on a, not on any on any standard. Again, this was. I really really enjoyed this movie.
1: I want to go back and I want to, I want to talk about the uh, cinematography of this because it's shot really really great. That's one of the things that I think both of Oof. this and the original d- did very well was uh, picking locations and having great shots. Uh, I mean, the, this one more so, but I think that's the limitations of the ninety two. This one, I mean, the use of mirrors and the use of not seeing against the mirror and and seeing him in I the thought mirrors that was, was great. So fucking good. Was great.
2: And, and like you said, compared to the night, obviously they didn't have the best technology in the nineties yeah. to do that, but
1: and I think that's at a time too where. Like you need to see more of the killer. If you don't see the killer, what are people afraid of? Yeah. Like the the not. And I think that's the why killer people. And
2: I is, think that's why people are are more upset about this one is we're not seeing the killer as much. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I was upset. I, the only I was upset that Tony Todd was only featured a little bit in this, but I'm glad he was featured at all because they honestly didn't have to. No. They, and, and I'm glad that they bring him back to yeah. reprise his his role because it's his role.
2: It is. And, and I I think Yahya Abdul understands that too, to where he's not trying to, he's not trying to recreate, he's not trying to be the same exact Candyman. He's doing his own thing.
1: Yeah, it was it was a great balance, and the way Very he good and the
2: way he looked, the the. I don't know if it was all makeup artists who did the look on him, or if it was CGI'd on. Whatever it was, looked fucking cool.
1: Yeah, looked pretty for, good.
2: For those those people out there who I I know it's a fear because I always see it as like a common fear of of things with holes in it. You you'd lose your fucking mind because oh. of how how detailed his arm was because it, yeah. it's supposed to look like a. a a wasp or, or not a wasp? Uh, what is it called? Beehive. Beehive. Yeah. And so it just looked fucking phenomenal. When he peels that scab,
1: oh! I was
2: like, oh my god! There were god. multiple times in this movie where I found myself actively like wincing, like, oh, that's yeah. fucking brutal. Hashtag and me I was during you during Suicide Squad, yep. the Suicide Squad. Um, I was also getting big Invisible Man vibes from it. Which we the both use enjoyed. Of, it's the use, it's of, the use n- of, of
1: not seeing the killer at I, times, and
2: I think that was perfect because the Invisible Man did it so well that I think Jordan Peele saw that and and was like, "All right, we can do it this way." He's a master. He's of a what's going yeah. On. He yeah. I think he's probably one of the and the great shout, horror. All minds.
1: shout out to Nia DaCosta. She did a fantastic job. And this was her this
2: directorial debut, if I'm not. Uh, mistaken. Correct. Yeah, I was
1: gonna go look at her Wikipedia, right? Or sorry, her IMDb. IMDb right now,
2: let's see. Nia DaCosta wrote wrote for a lot of things. Uh not her. So she did. I so, get, I guess so Little not, Woods. Little Woods was was her first uh full direct or full Night feature and Day film was a short.
1: Yeah, I mean TV series episodes. Yeah. yeah. So, but she's also doing the Marvels. Late, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be great. I, yeah, that she did a fantastic job. It was shot so well. Um, the kills, the kills, and like we talked about, we don't get get into them too much, but the kills were violent. Yes, they had the perfect amount of thrill anticipation because of the use of the mirrors mm-hmm. and the lighting and the non uh and the, the not seeing the killer at times not in the mirror. I thought that the kills were like very much elevated
2: and they were and they weren't too over the top of kills like the first the first few with the uh art director or whatever yes and that girlfriend those were brutal kills very brutal but then when we go to see the art critic in the house the very zoom out the panned out shot to where you can kind of see it but it's like it's not the main focus of what was going on and then the use of the small mirror in the high school or whatever college, whatever those kids were. High school. I assumed it was high school. Yeah. Um, the the mirror usage of that to where it wasn't over the top, but you still see. You a really
1: lot. feel like you're in yes the, uh, in the in the stall with her yes with that poor girl who's just sitting there while that's going on while the massacre's going on. It's pretty good. I I very much enjoyed it. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, final thoughts
2: on this movie. I think I need to boost my score up. I think 82 might be a little low. I 82 to, is low. I think I might have to redo that after talking it out. Cause it, like, do you
1: want to do it right now or you want to do it later?
2: I mean, I could do it right now because while I'm was sitting here... I am thinking a 90. While I'm sitting I here talking, it. I'd probably bump it up to an 86 or an 87. And okay. I'll, sit, I'll sit firmly at an 86. Okay, yeah.
1: 86 for you. Just yes. make sure you write on that board later. Yep. 86 and a 90 for me. That's in theaters. That is Candyman.
2: Um... And then right. if you want to watch the original, the original is streaming Peacock. on Peacock. Yeah, On the cock.
1: On the cock. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Oh, so I was going to say. He lost I, his list. Did I lose the list? Did I lose the list? No, I still have the list. I just need a time to save this. So because of that, and because of, like we say, the hook. Yep. The hook, the famous hook from Candyman, we are drafting the horror movie weapons. That's how I... Yes. Perfect way to examine yes. Horror movie weapons. So this will in, this is going to be a five-round draft. We're going to um, include character name and weapon. You can use a weapon multiple times. Just have to specific, uh, specify what character. Um, because, like, knives are used a lot. Chainsaws are used quite a bit. Yeah. You know.
2: I was under... Uh, so to preface this for the people, I thought it was a top ten. So I... I have one weapon for one person, but if it gets taken, I can always go back to another person that used the same weapon. Yeah, for sure. We'll oh. we'll, we'll we'll see how how it turns out to right be. Right
1: on. Um, who do we want to want to flip? Do you remember who went last time? Uh I think uh, I went last time.
2: All right. I guess I'll take first okay. first pick then. Uh, with the number one pick, for movie for horror movie weapons. I'm going to take Freddy Krueger's uh, glove. God damn! From the nightmare, Elm. Nightmare on Elm Street I don't series. need the movie. Most of people know the movie. Yeah, yet, but just just in case, I'm just gonna say them just in case there's Freddy's glove. So Freddy's glove. I mean, I there are many, many iconic. Not weapons. my number
1: one, but that oh, really? was. Not oh, my number one. All right, but yeah. but it was it was uh, up there. Yes. Sorry, I not even I think it, ha- I didn't think to it has up. to be. I was
2: just going to say, you know, easily one of the most I- easily identified, you know, when you see that glove, you know that's Freddy.
1: Well, I think to be on the top of one of these lists, too, you have to have creativity yes. along with, like, staying power. Yes. So, like, um, you can't, I don't want to give away picks. But. No, I uh- I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Using a weapon that's normally used and just adding a character should not be on your top. Because there's some very specific ones that need to be at the top of the list. Yes. My number one is Ash's Arm Chainsaw from nice. the Evil Dead franchise. Very nice. Um, he, in the first one, he doesn't acquire it. I think he acquires it in Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. But uh, ever since then, he's had that a- arm chainsaw. It's one of the most iconic looks in horror cinema is that uh, arm chainsaw and Ash? I, I, you know, I think it's interesting too having number one be a, uh, a hero. hero instead of a, a horror icon or a villain or a slasher. Uh, my number two here, um, I, have, I gotta switch <coughs> this around. My number two, I'm gonna go with Pinhead's hooks and chains.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, the uh, he's the leader of the Cenobites, of course. And he can summon, once you open the, um, ooh, that's a bad look for me. I can't remember the name of the box.
2: Uh, Fuck, you're going to have to look it up because I can't, (laughs) I haven't watched Hellraiser in
1: a long time. Once you open the box, uh, the, the, whatever it is, and you summon the Cenobites, he hooks, he takes these fucking chains that come out of the wall, he hooks you up and he pulls your skin apart and, Oh my God! Brutal. It's just fucking tortured. It's it's. I I had a different one lined up, but I I have to have that one.
2: You could have got that at any round because I didn't even have that. I didn't Fuck. even think because Fuck, I did be- not. Be- I don't like hearing that. Because I like I said I haven't watched Hellraiser in so long, so that wasn't even I didn't even come up on my radar. <sighs> um, so my second pick is going to be Carrie's mind. From the Carrie series, <laughs> not one people really would think about as a weapon. In anyone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Not not something people would think of a, as a weapon, but she uses it fucking effectively. She mm-hmm. flipping cars, lighting shit on fire, a whole bunch of a whole lot.
3: Yep. Uh,
2: and then my number three is gonna be another kind of like uh, chalk pick, but it's going to be uh, the chainsaw from Leather or Leatherface's chainsaw obviously from uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think anybody in the history of the world will pick up a chainsaw and not immediately think about fucking doing that with it. Because it just looked, you know, and there's there's nobody who could have used a chainsaw better than Le- Leatherface. They just go together perfectly.
1: Okay, I respect it. It was on my list. For yep. sure it was on, not Carrie, but Leatherface was on my list. Uh, Candyman's Hook comes in at number three. That was right there too, fuck. Yep, Candyman's Hook. I'm glad you left this, because this really sets up my my list here. Um, the fact that, I mean, it's dug into his arm, into his hand, it's got all this history behind it. We just talked about it with the film, you know, with the origin story on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he really fucking uses it, especially in this new one. Yes, and especially. I was gonna
2: say, especially after seeing this new one, it definitely, mm-hmm. it definitely had to be put up on the list.
1: My number four is vagina dentata. I fucking knew Frog teeth.
2: I knew that was gonna
1: come up. <laughs> I mean, who isn't afraid of pussy teeth? Who <laughs> isn't afraid <freaking> of pussy teeth? episode. <laughs> actually that, <laughs> I'm gonna name this one nuts uh, I'm gonna name this one. Uh, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Yeah.
2: Um, all right. So what do I have here? I have. Do my... You
1: want to just tell me? Do you guys talk about drugs?
2: Well, yeah. So for a spoiler Sorry. for for that for that podcast, um, I asked where Mushroom Ru- Mushroom Cloud Productions came from, and they were like, "As you know." her co-host his name is Nino was like I just like the aesthetic of it and all that stuff and then Marissa was like yeah the mushroom is cool it reminds me of drugs and I was like why are you saying that it reminds you of drugs you're like 12 and then I was like please don't be doing drugs okay so we did a little anti you know a little uh, drug PSA
1: I I was gonna say you're doing a a drug PSA on a show yes i (laughs) made. should talk to this guy
2: yeah, the, the for uh, everybody knows, Travis is the opposite of anti-drug. You know, big well, drug no. guy.
1: I'm anti-guy. Okay, you know what? I'm drug guy now. Yeah, you're drug guy. Yeah, do drugs. You dude. straight up.
2: D- you straight up said it. Yeah, no, I said it. To, d- no, I mean you've said it before. You straight up said it to me and Haley. What? That you're drug. You're like, oh, big advocate. You you for sh- what drugs? D- you said a whole bunch, <laughs> but you you straight up said you were like I should be like. You know how they have those those no drug people? I'd be the opposite of that.
1: That's fucking hilarious.
2: I can't. That was camping. I can't believe you don't remember. That's that. That's a real funny story. Me and Haley reference it all the time because it just cracks us up.
1: That's a funny story. Yes. Well, I'm glad I can make up a funny story. That's not how I actually feel. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> but
1: right. it, but it,
2: hey, I, I created that uh, reoccurring joke for you guys. That feels good. Yeah. All right. Number four. Fuck. Do I want to go chalk? See, I have I, I have it like. There's really chalk pick, and then there's some that I really pulled from. From all right, fuck it. Uh, my number four is gonna be Sam's lollipop knife from Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, nice
1: pick. Uh,
2: the, I just it, it popped in my head because I was just at Spirit Halloween the other day, and I seen they had a little uh, animatronic Sam that that Spirits has Spirits are open. Yes, it's the one the one here at, at the streets is now open. All right. But this was this was the one in Antioch because the one in Brentwood wasn't open yet.
1: This is a Spirit in Antioch. Yes, is that other store open? That other I family? didn't
2: go look. I didn't go look yet. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, they had they had one. And I was the most I completely wonderful. Yes, I know. We're getting into it. Of the um,
1: what a great draft to kick this off too.
2: Even though we're a full month away from October, do it, you want
1: to just do horror movies until October? I'm fucking. I'm with it. <laughs> We'll um, just we'll just graduate till we only talk about only horror, horror movies. movies. We're just a horror. We movie only podcast. do horror and Marvel.
2: Yes, the, we're perfect. That is right up our alley. Star Wars. Anything else?
1: No, I think that, that's. I think we're good.
2: There. All right. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't use it very often. I think in the movie Trick or Treat, he only uses it like once or twice. But it's pretty gruesome when he does use it, and, and for, the
1: lollipop is iconic looking. Yes, exactly.
2: And then for, for people my, who have watched it, yes. And then for my number five, it's gonna be another one that's kind of out there: Sweeney Todd's razors.
1: Yeah, I saw I this was, come up on a lot of lists online.
2: I love Sweeney Todd. That's what it's one of those guilty pleasure movies of mine.
1: I used to watch it a lot, but I haven't watched it since like high school.
2: I just uh, I've
1: seen it a bunch and I've been like oh, I should go back and watch it. Then I go to I'm like I don't actually want to watch it.
2: Yeah, I well you're not a big musical guy too. Mm-hmm. I like I don't I like, know why I, I like that like the movie
1: mu- so much during high school though. Uh, I don't know I don't
2: know, but I like the music aspect of <laughs> um, it too. I don't know, I don't know. I like the mu- uh, the aspect of it and then the razor he used to kill a lot of fucking people in that movie too and they were pretty pretty good kills so I had to I had to include him on my list.
1: Okay, um, I will go, tell me if I can do it this way, the axe from The Shining, or do I have to, I'm just going to say Jack Torrance axe.
2: Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. That's.
1: I mean, because I think the iconic, the iconic view is him walking down the hallway, or him splitting it in the door. Absolutely. Chasing after. He doesn't actually kill any.
2: Or he doesn't. He kills the caret- caretaker. Right? I had it on my list, so yeah. I, I'm. I had the same thought as you.
1: I think it needs to be in here because it's probably the one of the best horror films of all time. Um, and it's a great scene, but she actually starts off with it and knocks him out first, yes. and then drops it or loses it, and he chases her. Jack Nicholas chases her with it all around the hotel, kills a caretaker, and all that stuff. Uh, I thought, uh, and I think it's a different weapon, because you see. So let's just get into it since that's number five there, and that's the end of the list. Um, like, kitchen knives. Is a really hard thing to pick. Yeah. Because where do you place it? I'm not gonna do a list full of kitchen knives. If I were to do one, my first option would probably be Mike Myers. Psycho. Really? Psycho is the original slasher film. Yeah, makes the, sense. The, uh I mean I can even go for deeper on some reason. I can some even reason, go deeper on When this. you
2: said Psycho, I thought American Psycho? Oh no That's why I gave you that no, look. No, but as no. soon as you said the original slasher, I was like no, he's talking fucking Norman 50th, Bates, buddy. Norman Bates. Yeah, and it's like okay, yeah. Although I'm sense.
1: sure you can source this—a uh, source using a kitchen knife or swords in different Dario Argento uh, Italian uh, kind of slasher uh, flicks from the day. Like uh, I think Deep Red uses one. Mm-hmm. Now I'm am getting into real You're getting horror into a real nerd. Deep, yeah, deep that fucking nobody's lore. gonna know about. Uh, but. Some of them are great. Shutter has a great. If you haven't watched some of these, um, like some of the old Italian classic slashers, you can look at my book right here. Yeah, I'm all written down. No, no, no. I have the book of horror history right here.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the uh, not the big one. I've never read that, but the small one. It's got graphics and stuff, Mm -hmm. and they talk about that beginning time, uh, before Psycho and what kind of led into what people say led into the slasher, and uh, some of those use kitchen knives and stuff. But nobody would know it, but that's where that kind of started from. Mike Myers takes that, you know, and runs with it. Absolutely. And creates what you would consider a modern day slasher. Yep. Uh, and then you could go again and say that in in Ghost. in, in uh, Ghostface Killer, and yeah, Scream, Scream uses it effectively. Those were
2: the, yeah, those were the two. Uh, of course, Psycho, but those were the two I was, when I put, because I have Michael Myers with his knife yeah. on my list. And I was debating, I was like, well, do I go Michael Myers or do I go Ghostface? And I went, Well, you gotta go I, Michael Myers. And I Myers. also
1: I'm not sure at some point Ghostface uses a buck knife too, so it's kinda weird. He but switches
2: up what he uses, yeah. absolutely. But in the original scream it was all um the kitchen knife. Okay, I believe, sure. I yeah, yeah.
1: I I I don't know. I wasn't gonna get too deep into it. Um I also would think of um like from American Psycho, the chainsaw—it's an iconic scene. But I mean, not really. Uh, we could mention
2: the—I would—I would have thought the axe from American Psycho, if anything, that too, that scene.
1: Um, the hook from—I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Um, let's
2: see. I'm surprised we let it, you didn't take Jason's machete. Oh,
1: Jason's machete. Yeah. The best film of that series didn't is not it. using a machete,
2: Ex- except isn't she's killed with it. the mom is killed with one.
1: She is killed with it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's never it's it's. And never. then she's
1: dumped in the water. Yeah. And Jason then takes it. Yeah, because it's from yeah. She never kills with it, and no. she's the killer
2: from the original. Exactly, so that's why that's why I didn't take it in my top five yeah for
1: this it's just hard to do because it is it's it is iconic it's just not very original and stuff like that yeah Uh, i mean and like movies like wrong turn uh there's multiple weapons used movies like um uh what's the australian one um
2: is that wrong turn
1: I'm I don't know which
2: I don't know which movie you're trying. The to The one reference.
1: on the highway, the Wrong Turn franchise is the one where they end up in the woods in the and woods. all those weird hillbillies, kind of like yeah. American Horror Stories, kind of trap and kill those people, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's Wrong Turn. And there's one that's like an Australian on the highway uh, where this weird guy kind of tries to give hitchhikers a ride, and he ends up being a serial killer.
2: What is that? I think it has hitchhikers in it.
1: Is it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> uh let me see. Um,
2: the other one I was thinking was that I had on my list was from Children of the Corn, the Sickle.
3: Yeah.
2: Th- that was another one like Travis said where they used multiple weapons throughout, but I think because the sickle was on the poster. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek was the one you were thinking of. Yeah. That guy Yeah, that's it. Um, but because the sickle was on the poster, I think that's why it's more uh thought of for the children of the corn movies. But that like like we said, that's they use axes, they use knives, they use pretty much anything they can get their hands on in that in that movie.
1: Yeah, um, the shotgun that they use in Maniac, some film from the eighties. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Maniac? That's a great
2: watch. I almost put for the laughs because me and you reviewed this movie during COVID for for a throwback.
1: The Lost Raptor. No,
2: remember the burning.
1: Yeah, the shears. The shears
2: from that. I almost yeah. put that on because it was a, it was pretty pretty cool. I wouldn't say it was an iconic one. Gruesome
1: kills with it. Gruesome
2: kills with it. Yeah. But the, when every time I think of that movie, I just couldn't stop thinking about how fucking horny that movie was. That super <laughs> horny. Super, horny, super
1: horny. Oh, sorry, sorry.
0: God damn it, dude. You <laughs> Oh,
2: come on. Come on, dog. I, I, I fucking soft tossed it up for you.
1: Welcome to camp. We got one killer with garden shear, so <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a real horny movie. There's a fly ball in a deep
2: level. <laughs> <laughs> Another time. Another time. We need we need to get Well I don't set. have that here. I, I know, here. I know, that's up on the on the actual webpage.
1: Um yeah, so that's the draft. Uh thank you guys for listening. we have I think we little, went a little past two hours this time. Uh-oh. We've been locking in at like two hours lately. I felt like, well... We I, opened it up this time.
2: I feel like this one, we, we had some uh, a little bit more in-depth discussions on some of our reviews. and 2.15 some, right now, pal. Damn, that's crazy. Dude. I hope you guys can and hang just, on for the ride. I was going to say, just wait. It's going to get longer when when we have playoff talk <sighs> for baseball. Football. And football where we break down weekly. Yikes. Yeah yikes i mean i think we're gonna four have four hour to, episode we're, we're a thousand percent gonna have to retire the days of the double double movie p- reviews so
1: oh yeah to double movie reviews are gonna be rough yeah
2: rough to get through. well
1: you just can't do it during football season no there's no way
2: yeah just with how much football takes up so this new job are you gonna end up working weekends i mean it's my same schedule pretty much tuesday to saturday okay so you have mondays off yeah, but we, we bowl we Mondays. bowl on Mondays. Bowl on Mondays. Yeah. So we're we're kind of Well this operation technically could be on the road. I mean it could. Do it at the bowling alley. Live from the bowling alley. From the bowling alley. <laughs> the bowling alley. Um, Hold up, I gotta go throw. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure we will figure something out. If it if it comes down to having to do like we did last week where we were where we record half of it one day and the rest on Wednesday. Yeah. Might have to do that. I get up
1: I just get up fucking early and it's
2: yeah, it's really
1: tough as it is. So. Yeah,
2: so we'll figure it out.
1: Uh, yeah, whether we do half on Sunday, half on Monday, or half on Sunday, half on Tuesday, or something,
2: we will figure something out.
1: We'll have to talk about it, but we will be trying to. We will be trying to, unless you want to, unless you're gonna take your time to say goodbye to the people.
2: Not right now. All right, we we that's got what I'm we hey, about. we have some time till this job starts, so not at the moment. All right. But, you know, if if we can't come to terms on on how we're going to how we're going to do this.
1: Submit your application to be my <laughs> fucking co-host. Which, oh,
2: by the way, Johnny Roca sent me uh his music video. Did he I, send you the music video? This it's this big on my phone. So you couldn't even can't open it. That's tough.
1: Can you, can you see it in full?
2: Well, I also have bigger text on my phone. I put it to where I could get bigger text on my phone. How big is your text? I mean, it's bigger than... Can the you a- show me your phone? It's bigger than the average bear.
1: Sorry, this is...
2: Yeah, this is bad for a audio podcast, but... Because, as people know, we, we... Us Gundersons do not have very good eyes, so... I made it a point to make sure that my text was bigger. That's not that
1: much bigger than mine.
2: Oh. Yeah, so I I was able to click into it. surprised Travis wasn't able to. Yeah. But I, I, I watched the video, and there is a line for, for points and doinks and for uh, trapdoor to hell, I believe. And he puts in a part of you, and I think it's Donnie, yeah. pointing at the camera. And I'm like, wait a second.
1: It's right
2: here. I was like, wait a second. That's not me. <laughs> I never did that.
1: Wait, so he put it in during the... Yeah, during, during the,
2: the shout-out. And I was like, I was like, wait a
1: second. Well, you weren't home.
2: When was this?
1: Was a, uh, the Friday before... The last Friday. Oh. Right before uh, Points and doings. Or, sorry, right before Rough and Rowdy. Oh. He was he was here. He showed up. I didn't get to shoot it before he showed up. And you were going to show up. He had a Raider jersey on. So no, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't give a shit. So I just I was thought, like,
2: it, I thought it was hysterical. I was like,
1: do you want to be in this short video? And he's like, what's it for? I go, well, J-Row's doing a music video about fantasy football. So, you know, it just needs to be 10 seconds. We're going to point at the camera and then like high five, I guess. Yeah,
2: that was, I. Uh, I the fact that I had to do a double take and be like, <laughs> when did I do this? And then go, wait a second. That's not even me. <laughs>
1: I should have crudely pasted your face in over him.
2: If you would have just if you would have just taken it and you would have used like the picture of uh, any of the pictures you have of me and you just would have put it that in over over his face, I would have thought that would have been fucking hysterical.
1: That would have been very funny, and I just thought of that now. Oh, that's, man, that's too bad.
2: That's tough. But yeah, that was I genuinely shocked <laughs> <laughs> to think. Uh, just like uh, like I said, to think first off, when did I record this? Because I was having no memory of us sitting here high fiving. <laughs> and then, secondly, going back and Pointing, going. Waiting.
1: Then high fiving. Yeah,
2: and then, secondly, going back and going, that's not even me. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, damn. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys again for listening to the show. We very much appreciate it. Um, you guys are loyal, and thanks for sending an email. Johnny Roka got us one. Trapdoor Groovy, been silent. Been silent. She send those messages.
2: I mean, been silent for how long has it been? When, what was the last thing Trapdoor Groupie sent us is what I want to find out here. Uh, I'm gonna picture try... of
1: their penis. Uh,
2: let's see. That was Johnny Roca, Johnny Roca, Johnny Roca, Johnny Roca, Johnny Roca. Johnny Roca. <laughs> Damn. 8-4. Eight, 8-4. Four. Eight, four. What was the message, though? Oh, fuck, dude, I just closed it.
1: Which MLB trade will have the biggest impact? Who plays Trevor Bauer? Who plays first Trevor Bauer? And Deshaun Watson, that one. And then it had the picture of the lighter in the air.
2: Oh okay, I wasn't sure if it was okay. Yeah, I see it now. I wasn't sure if it was when he was, uh, or he or she. I don't know who it is, but when they when they were upset at us for calling them for Travis calling their question stupid. So I was ah, like, whatever. oh, maybe, maybe we drove a fan away. you hate to see it. Goddamn, it. it would be me. Would be me.
1: But <laughs> if you do want to send in those questions, you can email us. I uh, almost did my personal email. <laughs> uh, I mean, fuck it. Trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. Go like our Facebook page, Trapdoor to Hell. You can get all the cool stuff there. Also on Twitter, at TrapdoorPod. That's where we post the pictures of our reviews, of our drafts. And any other news about this podcast? Whether if we're gonna and we post the
2: actual podcast too,
1: and we post the podcast there first uh, with our anchor link. But I know some of you guys subscribe to Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. We're on pretty much all of the um, all of the uh, different uh, all
2: the major podcast distributors. distributors.
1: Yeah, where you get your podcast, we're usually there. So if somebody's like, "Hey, where can I listen to these guys?" You can send them the ink anchor link or you can send them whatever link you have it does not matter we have it you can tell them send
2: them any link grab Literally your uber any driver, any link, grab your uber
1: driver's phone put it in there tell them to listen to it when they're driving i know johnny roca tells all the truckers out there if you're getting a sloppy bj to a trucker on the, if you're side getting of the road a,
2: if you're getting a sloppy bj giving, from, giving. F- oh i uh, well this is just for marina cosgrove then yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Miranda Cosgrove is going to pass it <laughs> off to the trucker. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny? She's a meme right now. <laughs> is she? Uh, I keep seeing... It's the same meme, though. It just says uh, it's Miranda Cosgrove from uh, Drake and Josh when she's little. Oh, I'm doing... Sitting at a desk yeah, on doing a computer. the computer. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's Slipknot, uh, the first, their first album. Yeah. with The Red Jumpsuit's my favorite one. And then... Uh, Her from the iCarly reboot. iCarly reboot yeah. at the computer. And then it's... Slipped down. I, the I did the
2: album. yeah. I did the I did the uh, the Brad Pitt uh, me or no Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. When, when I watched that episode and they did that and I went, hey 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 hey. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. There it I is. know. There it meme's is. on meme. Travis never made that meme from last week. What meme? God damn it, the George Bush. Oh, that reminds me. I've been getting grilled about this for the past few weeks. Where's the article?
1: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cheese, every time the episode drops, he goes, I didn't get my article. I
1: gotta write this down so I remember. <laughs> what am I supposed to write?
2: I don't even fucking remember, Travis. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's something about horror films, right?
2: I can't remember.
1: How how modern horror films have how the genre of horror has changed since the sure. 2000s.
2: sure. Go with that. I don't fucking remember, Travis. I'm not going to remember. What
1: what would be interesting to write about?
2: I don't know. Ask Cheese. Text Cheese. Tell him to give you a topic as if he was your boss. Okay. As if he was your boss, and then... Well, he
1: can't even respond to be like, why did you FaceTime earlier?
2: He probably didn't even see it, honestly. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Here. I'm doing it right now.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: What should (laughs) I write... An article about Same. and how many words. <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god, I just got a text. I wonder what this is. <laughs> Alright
1: guys, this is this is it. Alright, we're out of here.
2: Okay, bye.
0: Nowhere to go, it's a trap door to hell. I'ma let them all know. Yeah, now tuned in to the show. Seat belts on, I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a track door to hell, I'ma let them all know. Yeah, straight out of Oakland, Alameda County, San Lorenzo. Yeah, proud to be a townie. They drop F bombs cause they go off homes, but don't trip, take a trip to the moron zone. Go hard, bro. We ain't soft like ballads. Put us on the map, we don't ever toss salads. Curve ball, it's a dumbo drop, and we Post it on the deck like a Funko Pop, let's go. You're now tuned in to the show. Seat belts on, I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know. You're now tuned in to the show. Seatbelts on. I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a track door to hell. I'ma let them all know. From the town to the birds, put your hands to the sky. Hands to the sky, we about to get live. If you from the town, put your hands in the sky. Hands in the sky, we about to get live. If you from the east coast, put your hands in the sky. Hands in the sky, we about to get live. If you from the dirty south, put your hands in the sky. Hands in the sky. We about to get live. You're now tuned in to the show, seatbelts on. I'ma show you how we go. Mind keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a track door to hell. I'ma let them all know. You're now tuned in to the show, seatbelts on. I'ma show you how we go. Mind keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a track door to hell. I'ma let them all know. know.